Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Gotta get the open. Intro music plays and we go into the opening. This week's Degenerates Clubhouse is brought to you by ASMR. ASMR. Have you ever wanted to feel like someone is inappropriately touching your eardrum with their voice? It's fine. <laughs> your eardrums were asking for it. Asking to be gently caressed by someone who has no idea what to do with their liberal arts degree and is living off of Twitch donations. Gently fall asleep as the sound washes over you like waves of water because that's what waves are made of gracefully rolling like thunder no fuck thunder's too loud rolling like marbles in home alone one as the wet bandits suffer multiple serious injuries because kevin McAllister was a fucking sociopath he could have just called the police that kid grows up to be a serial killer and no one can convince me otherwise asmr Official sponsor of the Degenerates Clubhouse. <laughs> now I switched my microphone back. I was kind of, oh, there we go. I was I kind it. of hoping you would go with like legit companies. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of creeped out by that. I don't know how. <laughs> it, it was so. So here, here's the thing. I, that all came about because uh, you, know, as, you know I told you before we started recording. I was just fucking around with the sound settings on my microphone because I finally got. Uh, over the ear headphones and that that like 90% of that just sort of happened organically and when I listened back to it I was like wow this is kind of funny but also kind of creepy let me just lean into it as much as I can for the other 10% uh, at, at some point I, you know I think I would start doing it more to be real actual products but I thought the idea of of the podcast being brought to you by SMR was kind of funny I've- I, I was I was amused by it when I Have did it. Have you ever so I was actually like, listened to any ASMR stuff at all? Not for very long, but yeah, for yeah. just like a I, couple seconds. I same. I, I'm like, I'm kind of like, I same. I like, I want to like bite my lip and be like, what the fuck am I listening to? And it'll usually be like, like the the one I listen to. This chick has like a YouTube channel, and she's mm-hmm. probably pretty famous or paid pretty well from it. But she's just got like a. I don't know her something about her voice. She's got a something about her voice quality, and she knows what she's doing. Like she's for sure she's putting on a show, and she's speaking a certain way and in a certain tone, a certain pace. And I don't know. It, it's kind of like uh, it's it's kind of like it does the opposite for me. I kind of want to like it feels like chalk, like running your hands through a chalkboard. Like it's well, some of them will do that. They'll have like a little brush or something like that, and they'll like caress the microphone with it. It's pleasing and also it feels kind of violating at the same yeah. time. So that's why in the copy I said, have you have you ever wanted to feel uh, like someone is inappropriately touching your eardrum with their voice? It's fine. Your eardrums were asking for it. Right? <laughs> like, like that's that's how it feels. I'm like, ugh, like stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of there. Um. So so you know I I think. That was that was a segment that we talked about. I mean, a little bit of this episode is us going to be field testing some of the segments um, that that we discussed off air. Um, so 
just just for anyone listening, the idea wasn't to completely change the format. We still want to talk about stuff that's going on with us. We you know we still have I think MMA fights as a segment, but I thought it would be a nice addition to what we were already doing if we had some a uh, little bit more formatted segments just to add add entertainment value through the podcast just to keep the kind of the pacing and uh, maybe give some opportunities for, for jokes and that kind of thing. So we're just going to be messing around with some of those this episode. That was the first one that that segment was called brought to you by uh, ne- next week. Uh, maybe it'll be an actual real product. You'll have to wait and see. And then the, the next segment that we were, we were thinking about trying was called ask Reddit. And if you guys are not familiar with Reddit, it, it is, it's a, a website, it's an app. Uh, and it basically works on an up-down voting system. So, you know, there's people can make posts, either text or, or video or links, and they'll get upvoted if people like what it is, and they can get downvoted if they don't. And then it's the same format in the comment section. Um, comments that people really like will get upvoted, and those will be the ones that you see first. So usually, uh, you're going to see things that people are interested in. You're going you're gonna to read comments that you know, people think are good and have value, which makes Reddit a way, way less oppressive type of social media, in my opinion, than certainly like Twitter and God fuck the YouTube comments. I don't, Armando, I don't know if you've ever posted a YouTube uh, video, but if you want to immediately feel bad about yourself, just post a YouTube video and read the comments. I, Holy I've, shit. I've never posted anything on YouTube that's gotten enough like hits, so to speak, that will uh, warrant any good or bad feedback. So I have yet to feel the wrath of uh, abusive comments. Dude, abusive doesn't even begin to cover it. I do not know how female YouTubers handle it. Because when I was posting YouTube videos regularly, this was a much kinder, gentler time in YouTube, I mean, compared to now. And, uh, there, you know, there weren't as many people. You know, I was only getting, um, you know, 20, 30, 40,000 views. And, like... I, I got some like graphic, like sexual comments my way <laughs> that were like very abusive. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, you know, and it, and it was just like most of my videos were from mi- dudes or from women. I, I mean, it had to have been from guys. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and those videos were me just wearing like a black, uh, you know, I was like wearing a black polo shirt and ranting about grammar usage. And I was getting like graphic sexual comments, like "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, if they were from, if they were from dudes, I guess. Yeah, if they were from dudes, I would be like, "Ah, fuck you." If they're from chicks, I'd be kind of uh, self uh, self conscious about it. Depending, you I'm know? pretty sure they were from OAGGs. What's OAGG? Overly aggressive gay guys. Oh, ah, you got you got a certain segment of OAGGs hitting you up on YouTube. I, I do remember thinking, I was like, hmm, apparently I appeal to this demographic. Maybe maybe I just le- really lean into it. <laughs> hey, whatever floats your boat, man. And yeah, and I was like, no, I don't I don't want uh comments and, and YouTube fame that badly. Um my I my and the content I, I posted on YouTube was never geared toward a large audience. Like I said, a lot my most popular content was this uh, grammar and word usage series called the Dictionary of Jack, uh, where where I, I played a, a semi-fictional character named Jack, and that was never going to reach mass appeal. And I remember there there was another YouTuber. We'd both been featured on YouTube. Um, 
they, they did this 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 sort of featured promotion where when somebody would sign up, they would they would give you like three channels like oh you signed up, you sh- maybe you should subscribe to you know uh, Jack Daniels that was my channel but the spelling was different or you could subscribe to Philip DeFranco or somebody else and this guy Phil Phil, Phil DeFranco we we were both featured at the same thing and and you know our channels our subscriber count was very close and I'd always give him shit because I had more and I remember him saying we you know we'd uh, talk by via aim this is back in the AOL, AOL instant, instant messenger days yeah and I'd just give him shit because I he really really wanted to get a YouTube following and I didn't really care so it was funny to me to just needle him and I remember one day he kind of came back. He's like, no, no, I get it. I figured it out. Like, I'm going to pass you by a lot. I was like, you, you probably are, to be fair. He's like, this is the thing. So you're, you're steak. You're filet mignon. I'm going to be fucking McDonald's. <laughs> you don't eat steak every day, but people will eat McDonald's seven days a week. And that's that's what he did. He actually owns his own little, like, production studio. He He's got... I think like 6 million subscribers now. Like that's his, he, he, uh, created an entire little mini media empire, like married a girl off of YouTube. Really? He met from YouTube. Fuck. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, this is, this is like old, old school YouTube. There, there was a girl named, what the fuck, what the hell was her username? It was like Braves girl five. She's from Atlanta. She liked the Braves. This is when people did not have, you know, marketing strategies and brand recognition and everything when they were going into YouTube. They were just like, fuck it. I'm just going to make a quick username, right? And and Braves Girl 5 came to fame because, <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know how I even remember this stuff. There, there was a really popular YouTube channel and it, uh, called Lonely Girl 15. And it was this, like, like reasonably attractive girl doing vlogs and they really they caught on and eventually it came out that um it was all staged and and it was sort of scripted and she was an actress and her her uh her sort of pseudo love interest daniel beast was an actor and and braves girl five was one of the, the the youtubers who was like like very wrapped up in this and was exposing it and she's like oh my god it's scripted because of this and this and this ah. and uh and then she just kind of fucked off. She's like, no, no, I don't want to be a YouTuber. She just, she, you know, she was like a teenage girl who got caught up in, um, in uh, the, the whole thing. And I, I remember I actually, her, her real name was Lindsay. And I remember I, I met her. There was a YouTube meetup uh, in New York where, that, I, that I went to. And we, we were all hanging out in a bar. I don't think she was, she probably wasn't 21 yet. And I don't know if she'd ever been a bar before. But she was getting served because she was with the YouTube group and she got stupid sloppy drunk. Oh, nice. And I remember, like, my whole – that, that was when, when uh, you know, pr- protective mama bear uh, instincts kicked in. I was like, okay, the rest of my evening is going to be make, making sure that um, Braves Girl 5 doesn't get, like, lost in a New York alley and get raped. Like, that is that is what I'm doing for the rest of the evening. No problem. And uh, as far as I know, she didn't. She, she made it back to Atlanta and – um, Phil, Phil, if I recall, he, he was thinking about going to med school. He was pre-med. He didn't really like school. And he was like, fuck it. I'm going to become a YouTuber. And he moved to New York and that didn't work out. And he's like, fuck it. I'm going to go, uh, hook up with Braze Girl 5. And then he just moved to Atlanta. Like they'd, I am sure they've been communicating a lot, but I don't think they'd ever actually like gone out on a regular basis or dated or anything. Guy fucking moves to Atlanta because 
he, you know, he felt like he had a connection with, with Braves Girl 5. And uh, apparently that was the right move because, you know, flash forward however many years in the future, I think they're both in the L.A. area. They're married. They've got kids. Like, he, he's got his, like, little media empire. I mean, he's doing pretty well for himself. So um, YouTube Dreams at least did come true. I don't know if they still do. That's crazy shit, meeting someone through YouTube and then marrying them. And then moving to a fucking different state. Just to be with him, that's kind of insane. I, re- I remember somebody else in that circle kind of told me, they're like, yeah, Phil's kind of crazy. Like, he doesn't, not not crazy like like mentally unstable, but I think he had not gotten a lot of uh, positive attention for girls, uh, from girls, I should say. So he was just very prone to kind of go over the top. Mm-hmm. And we were sort of like, yeah, like, this is going to blow up in his face. And you know what? Shout out to to a Mr. Philip DeFranco for proving us cynical assholes wrong. Like that, that you know, Lindsay was absolutely lovely when I met her, and uh, that was for sure a grand romantic gesture that I would not have had the courage to do. But I guess sometimes uh, you got to go see about a girl. Yeah, that it sounds to me like the girl was uh, stable and not so crazy that allowed it to to work out. I think. I think you can have a, a guy that's oh, I don't know that's not true. I'll just say if you have a nutso guy and a and a, and a sane girl, it'll work out. But I think if you have a crazy girl and a sane guy, some guys are with crazy bitches for a long time. I I think if either party in that scenario was crazy, it would have gone disastrously wrong. The thing is, neither of them were crazy. Phil definitely was not crazy. He just. Um, in that one aspect, he was w- willing to take more risk than most people would. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I don't um, know if I. We have a we have a mutual friend that was thinking about leaving California to move to Florida, to be with a girl that he was like, online dating kind of. We have some. We, that was a bad idea. We have some friends that are, pretty fucking like they're they're they are that crazy. We have another friend that was. Was she a Florida native? I don't know. I know she was. I know she, she was a. Uh, she was a doctor in Florida. Oh, okay, and, that's not as bad. And our friend, she's, she's actually stable a little bit. And our friend, it or was an aspiring truck driver, living in California. And I'm like, you're gonna move first of all. Like the whole socio-economic difference between a doctor dating a truck driver, that's kind of weird. But if you guys could figure it out, great. But to move from California, from West Coast to the East Coast. It just seemed like far-fetched for me to actually work. You know what? I also think that really depends on age and where you are with your life because I <laughs> I moved to, uh, briefly, but I moved to rural North Carolina for a coaching job. Then I moved to Germany. Then I moved to Cleveland. And then I went back to Pennsylvania. Like You were doing that for career stuff. You weren't doing that for like a... So, sort of. But like that, I don't think that was a long-term sustainable career. It wasn't like I was get it. It wasn't like they're like, hey, this is this is a huge career opportunity. You're going to be making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Like I went to to rural North Carolina for an assistant job that I I really think it only paid sixteen thousand dollars, and I don't remember if it had any benefits at all. I don't think it did. Yeah. Like it was it was not quite enough to live on. Yeah. That was how much I was making. Nice. And I went there. And that's the thing, you know, if, if you're, if you're young and you're unattached and 
you know, it's it's not you're not like uprooting a family or leaving a mortgage behind or something like that. And you think you have a chance at like actual love. Ah, you know what? Maybe fuck it, go chase it. Maybe we're just being cynical old, old uh, fuddy duddies because a lot of people don't find that. And if you got a chance, uh, maybe that's not as crazy as we're making it out. Can today. I tell you about another one of our friends that was on the verge of making some really crazy decisions himself? Sure. For a romantic, I won't mention which of our friends, but he had like kind of sort of not really been like online e-dating some girl in like, where was it, the Philippines or fucking Thailand or, oh, or some Lord. shit? <laughs> and, um, and, and he would even tell me like, he would even tell me like she was like really urging him to go visit her and like they'd never met in person ever, but they were already talking. But they were already talking about can, marriage. Don't what? Wait, can I stop you sure. for a second? To 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 me, this already sounds like a, like a a scam. Where like he's gonna get to the Philippines, he's gonna show up, he'll, he's gonna take one sip of coffee from someone that he's never seen before, wake up in a bathtub with all his like belongings gone and missing. A so kidney. let me tell you that you're like the fourth person to have told that would have told him that same same exact scenario. I told him like, dude, how do you know? Like, there's some crazy shit happening out there. How do you know they're gonna fucking t- take your kidney or your liver, bro? Like, like, yeah. like literally, like exactly what you just said. You're like the third or fourth person to tell him that exact thing. Guess, guess yeah. what he did? He still went over there to meet this gal, and apparently okay. she became really controlling once he was there, and it just. But he was like, for sure, he was gonna marry her. I'm like, uh, you've never met in person, but you're. It was anyway. So we have some friends that kind of make some semi. By the way, that's <laughs> that same friend. <laughs> That same friend texted me right before the this episode. We started recording about what we had talked about last week, and uh, I'll respond to him later. Although, you know what? S- stuff like that occasionally does work out, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it sounds I, – I would not have gone to the Philippines, okay? Like, like if, if, you're, if you're looking at, like, fucking crazy places to go, I mean, there, there's probably some places – it's like it's like the Philippines, like uh, – Thailand, Eastern Europe, and then like Florida would be like the number one place you don't want to go <laughs> because it's not safe. Um, one of one of my mom's friends, and my, my mom will make friends in interesting places. She, she has a friend who I think he's a little bit younger than I am. Um, and he'd done like uh, gardening, landscaping work for her. And I guess I don't think he... He didn't have have a lot of friends. Like he worked for uh, like Boulder Boulder County, like doing like landscaping and stuff like that. So he's not making a ton of money, but you know has enough to get an apartment or every everything. Anything. I don't think he has a lot of friends because um, he would come over to Thanksgiving dinner and stuff like that sometimes. And he was friends with my mom. That's that's like when when you when when you met, when you when you're uh, you know. Late twenties, you know, early thirties year old guy, and you make a friend with like a seventy year old, and you're like, no, this is a friendship I have to maintain. <laughs> uh, I have to go to their. I, my, my prospects are, yeah. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to, you know, he's a perfectly nice guy, but he sort of just like you described, he met a a woman in Brazil, um, and she 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 came to the U S. to visit him, so it wasn't the other way right. around, so that less less danger that he's going to lose a kidney, um, but. That you know, it was it was all online. They had the one in person meeting, and then he then he went to Brazil, uh, to to marry her. Wow! And 
now they've both moved back to the U.S. and uh, and he's married and like not not to 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 throw shade at, at Josh, the, the young man in the story, but in no other scenario does Josh marry a Brazilian woman that is that hot. She's hot, huh? Just just any human woman in general that is that hot. Like it, <laughs> it, unless he really like went on a limb like he did, this scenario just doesn't unfold. I so. I have. I have a lot of reservations about marrying a girl from another country or even being with a girl from another country because there's always that kind of like that that hint of fear that she's just going to use me for like my U.S. citizenship. Like that that for sure crosses my mind, you know. Um, so, yeah, international girls, I, I would date them, but I'd have to date them for like three, four years before I'd pop the question or something like that like i would be very leery of them wanting to use me just for my papers is that if that makes sense and or my liver but you know different story yeah well i mean pro- probably not your yeah. liver <laughs> i think i think you're my, mine's kind of fucked but hey if you want it go ahead take it i guess what are you gonna do with it make haggis oh no that's something yeah. else right that's your stomach that's pig stomach yeah, I think sheep. Sheep stomach, whatever. Stomach, liver. It's a, it's a. Blow. Oh, this is crazy. The, 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 the volume. This, these headphones keep just automatically turning the volume off. Weird, isn't it? That's weird? why they're so quiet. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, bro. I might have to. I might have to switch. Anyhow, um. So, uh, speaking of Florida, we we were coming up with a bunch of se- segments. One of the Potential ones was this week in Florida, man, because there's always crazy stuff uh, going on in Florida. I think we'll we'll table that for for now. Um, but one of the other segments we were thinking about doing was called Ask Reddit. Um, and wait, did I just did I already set this up? No. I'm having like deja vu. No. You're just having deja vu. Okay, I, f- I feel like I, I already set up Ask Reddit no. and then we got sidetracked. No, we didn't. I didn't say the upvoting, downvoting. That oh yeah, you did, you did. Yeah, you started to, but we didn't get too far into it. You're right, you did. Got it. <laughs> we, you, we we went on a tangent without actually going into ask Reddit questions. We were yeah. I started to set it up. We went on a tangent, and now now we're coming back yeah, to it. Yeah. Got it. Because yeah, yeah. I was I was about to explain what Reddit was all over. I'm like, am I am I, I having like a like a Matrix moment? Is there a glitch in the Matrix? What the fuck's happening? But no, no, you okay, look, so I did do you that. You look seriously panicked too. Like I see your face because we're FaceTiming each other. Like you look like, like what's wrong with my brain? <laughs> I'm stuck in the Matrix. That's funny. Um, so so anyhow, I don't have to set up Reddit again, but let, let's let's each do uh, you know one maybe two ask Reddit questions and and we'll see what our answers are. How about you go one, the, I go one, then you go one, I go one. We'll do two each. You, you want me to go first? Sure. Uh, okay, I'll ask the question. You got to answer okay. it. Um, what was the craziest crime you or somebody in your family has committed? Ask Reddit. Craziest crime that my, that myself. I haven't done anything crazy. I have a DUI. That's kind of fucked up. Um, oh wow! I didn't know that. I. I <laughs> I did have a restraining order against me for a while. With, with I don't want to get in too far into that, but that, let's just that's probably the crazy. That's for me. That, let's just say that's just, it was a toxic relationship for sure, and we were I, neither of us were were mentally stable, and it didn't. It just it was bad. So I don't want to go too far into that you, one. 
You don't want to. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to. But uh, I have a I have a, a relative that um, was dating a gal. I they I think they were already out of high school. I'm pretty sure they were already out of high school. Hey, I, I, have, I have one question. Just so I want I, I don't I don't misconstrue. What was the rest- the restraining order? Was that filed by Irene Aldana? No, no, no. If it was, I'd I'd be sad pants right now. If it was. <laughs> Like I don't Armando, stop sending me these weird DMs. Yeah. You show up at my house and then my gym in Mexico and it's no okay. <laughs> that's that's how she thought that was pretty much a perfect impression if you guys have stop, heard Ernie O'Donnell stop, speak. Stop sending me dick pics. You look it looks like a tarantula that's smiling at me. Sorry. Wait, what? Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Mondo, I Look, I'm I'm not a trained doctor. I think you need to go yeah. get that checked out I'm immediately. Put, my, my wiener's not. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. By the way, I, I, I noticed something, uh, a little uh, tidbit of information. After you know how you get sh- a little, a little the, guys. Incidentally, a little tidbit. It is that is Arenio Dino's pet nickname for Mondo's dick pics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, She's like, oh, he sent me a little tidbit again. <laughs> so I've I've heard of like shrinkage in cold weather and all that stuff. Like you've heard of shrinkage in cold weather, right? Um, apparently, I don't know if it's a, a common thing. But I get shrinkage after going on my five mile runs. Like I came back to shower mm. up, and I was like, I was like, where'd my dick go? Like it disappeared. Like well, it was there, but it was just you know, um, comparatively. Okay. So I get shrinkage after my runs. Anyway, uh, back uh, question, uh, Reddit question. Um, yeah, craziest crime. Uh, so that you so I, or a family. Yeah, I've not done anything. Uh, criminally crazy. I think I've spo- spilled the two like kind of worst things on my re- record, so to speak. But I have an uncle that um was was dating his. She's he, they're now married. They've been married for like fucking thirty years. But back when they were early dating, um he went to go visit her. He got jumped by like two people there, and in kind of self defense, he pulled out whatever pocket knife he had on him and stabbed the dude. Like the dude almost died. My oh, wow. my uncle had uh, served some time in juvie. Um, he got out, he was supposed to be there for like six years, but got out after like three or something like that. I, I forget how exactly it worked out, but, uh, yeah, that's the craziest thing that, uh, someone I know. I mean, I feel like that's a little bit on the nose What? as far <laughs> Oh, with like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, you know, we're Hispanic. It's that's supposed to happen, right? Was he like, he's like, you know what? I feel like these racial stereotypes have not been cemented enough in people's minds. I want to do my part. Yeah. I want to make sure people are are, are um, always going to associate uh, Hispanics and stabbings. This this is, I'm going to take one for the team, guys. So, so he stabbed the dude close enough to the heart where the guy like almost died. But apparently oh, wow. during the whole um, tussle, the knife got to like the like to my uncle's leg too. So my uncle was like he he was like crawling or pretty much walking back home after this attack or whatever you want to call it. He and he almost bled to death too. So that was another little weird tidbit of information during that uh, altercation. What's crazy is like I said, th- th- my uncle was visiting his then girlfriend, and they're married now. But there was some drama about that whole nonsense that's that is crazy and violent yes it was it, it wasn't simply crazy i i think violent crimes is a, a subcategory of crazy mine mine wasn't violent my, my my crime was just a straight up white collar crime uh well i should spoiler i shouldn't even told you um but it, this was a crime that that myself and a family member 
committed Ooh, together juicy. at the same time. Juicy. Well, it was my grandfather, so it's not okay. it's not still that kind of juicy. I mean, there, uh, I feel like uh, speaking of when I lived in rural North Carolina, there were a lot of family members also committing uh, not well, probably a little bit violent crimes together at the same time. But that's a different sort yeah, of yeah. law that they're breaking. And those were juicy. You know what? Let's let's we we we've, we've been playfully dancing around the South committing incest. Let's yeah. let's just let's move away from the incest yeah, jokes. Yeah. Uh, no, this this was the, the family member that, who was my uh, co-conspirator. It was my grandfather. Do you remember? I've told you uh-huh. some stories about him already. Yeah. He's the true degenerate. Yes, yes, and this this story definitely fits with that theme. Um, I saw this was when I was young. I was maybe like ten or eleven. They they had this this country home in uh, I guess it was in Stuyvesant, New York. So it's like they call it upstate, but it's it's you know like an hour or two north of Manhattan. It's kind of a country home. Uh, you'd overlook the Hudson River, so it had a pretty view. They had, had a little pool in the backyard. Um, you know, there, there's there's more than one good story that 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 has taken place at their their country house, but I don't remember exactly the context, but. It was my grandfather was going to meet me, um, and then we were going to go together to to the country house, and then my parents were going to catch up to us later. So I was I was there a night uh, with my grandparents. So what? So this is this is this is the context of, of the crime. My mom puts me on a train in Philadelphia, uh, and then we go and we go. You know, the train goes up to Grand Central Station in New York, and my grandfather meets me there. You know, I'm a little kid. I got my little my little overnight bag. I get off the train. There's my grandfather. And he's he's carrying a suitcase. And if you remember the description of my grandfather, uh-huh. you know, he's old because uh-huh. he's his grandfather. Yeah. That's typically how it works, except for, um, you know, maybe, maybe your family situation is different. Grandparents might be a little bit younger. I'm just saying. Hey, stop being a dick. Um, <laughs> but it's it's true okay. whatever yeah, i mean sure, sure. So, sometimes sometimes the truth hurts i don't know i'm sorry um but he's he's old and he's 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 carrying this big suitcase and he he also I, I can't remember how he got it but like he had a limp like he he'd fallen and he'd like hurt his his leg and so i know he had like pin, pins and like steel rods in his leg and everything so he's walking along and you know i'm i'm 10 or 11 but i'm still definitely more mobile than, than he is. And I'm like, all right, grandpa, like, do you, do you want me to carry the suitcase for you? I'm trying to be a good grandson. Cause it, it looks, it looks heavy. And, um, I can't remember you, you, you know, this was years ago, but you came and visited the East coast with me and we showed you around New York. Did you ever get to see grand central station? Uh, yes, yes, we did. Okay. So if you remember, there's like the, the big, um, kind of more picturesque part of it. Uh-huh. That's a little bit open and everything, but there are all these, these little, uh, you know, smaller nooks. Yes, yeah, uh, t- tunnels and 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 winding passages and everything like that, and it's very very crowded. Uh-huh. Yeah. So so you I mean you're going to be going through some some small areas with tons of people around you, and I remember when I asked my grandfather, I'm like, do you want me to carry for that? He 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 took like a long pause, like like he was having like a debate in his head, and then he go finally goes like, sure, you sure you can carry for it, and I you know so I take the suitcase and. <laughs> And I'm I'm carrying I'm carrying the suitcase through Grand Central Station. It was pretty heavy, and we walk all the way through, and we get to you know we get to the parking lot and his car, and and you know we get in his car and we drive up uh, to this house in Stuyvesant, New York, and when we get up there that night, um, his 
his his wife, who is his second wife, um, but I, I called her grandma growing up, but I guess oh, she, she's only a little bit older than, than my mom was, which is kind of weird. But anyhow, um, the, the two of them get the suitcase and they open it and they're just these like bricks in the suitcase of, and they're like tin foil on the outside. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like a, bi- a big brick of like tin foil, uh, you know, perfectly rectangular. I'm just like looking like, what the fuck? What was I carrying? What is going on? And they start, they start unwrapping the bricks and it's just solid bricks of hundred dollar bills. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought, I thought something worse. I don't want to see. No, I wasn't. I, I, you know, if I was going to be a drug mule, I would <laughs> smuggle it up my ass the way God intended. Okay. okay gotcha. None of this half-ass suitcase bullshit where customs can search it. No, no, no. It was just, it was, but, but think about it. Have you ever, have you ever seen yes. a stack of a hundred? Uh-huh. It's like, it's way more than you'd think. I worked at Citibank. And so, uh, a, a small bundle of hundreds is 10,000. A large mm-hmm. bundle is going to be a hundred thousand dollars. So yeah, like, uh, yeah. A brick, a brick is roughly a hundred grand, give or take. I would imagine. Yeah. There was several hundred thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. in this briefcase. And as a little kid, the the other crazy part to me was like after they had kind of counted it, they just wrapped it back up and sort of left it sitting in the suitcase with the suitcase unlocked. And I remember having a discussion with myself. I'm like, again, I'm like 10. And I'm like, would they notice <laughs> if I just took one of these bricks? I mean, there's like, there's like, I can't remember. There was like six of them. Yeah. I'm like, maybe, maybe they wouldn't notice if there were only five. What would I do with a hundred thousand yeah. dollars? <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? No, this is a bad idea. Like that's stealing, so that's wrong. And then they probably would notice if a hundred thousand dollars went missing. Without further incriminating your grandfather or yourself, did you ever? F- oh no, I'm going to incriminate okay. him. Don't worry. Continue. Was, uh, you asked your question. My though. question was, do you, do you know what the source of those funds were and why they had to sneak them in a suitcase? Not, not, I don't know all the details. I did learn later that he was laundering money for a friend. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't his money. Um, I don't, I don't know how they were laundering it, but the, the friend needed to hide, I, I guess it was what, like half a million dollars. Jesus. Or, or, or thereabouts. And, uh, had given it to my grandfather in these tinfoil bricks, and I then carried the half a million dollars as a ten-year-old through Grand Central Station, and then I don't know where the money went after Stuyvesant, New York, because I was fucking ten. It wasn't like, all right, all right, I I know too much. You're gonna have to rope me into this organization, Grandpa, yeah. or I'm going to the cops. Like there was, no, there was no, yeah, you weren't <laughs> a loose end. They were they weren't worrying, worried about you. It also wasn't that weird to me. Like just based on the other interactions I'd had with him and his friends and other things that had, that had happened in that country house, like that wasn't to me that wasn't the ne- nearly the weirdest thing that had happened there. Wow. So, yeah, that was but that was probably the craziest crime I committed when I when I uh, when, when I when when I was ten years old and my, I was my grandfather's bagman in in uh, Grand Central Station, New York. Jesus Christ. Um, let Let me just see. Let, let's see some of the, the top comments on Reddit. Uh, so drawing a blank one 
said that my father committed one of the first computer crimes in the 90s. A ton of files were corrupted due to a code he created because they fired him. <laughs> FBI invaded our home and arrested him, was sent to federal prison for four years, which was interesting. Wait, what? <laughs> this person this person has like no no emotional attachment. He's like, yeah, my father was sent to prison for four years. Which is interesting. Which, I mean, that was interesting. You know, it 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 piqued my interest. Like I really like those like little uh, Lincoln Log science sets and also my father being sent to prison anyhow, which is interesting because there was never a crime committed of its nature before. Oh, so he, he's a trailblazer. That's good. Um, they made a forensics file episode about it. Awesome. <laughs> like, Jesus. Okay. Oh, if anyone was curious, the company was Omega. I I wasn't gonna ask, but all right. They even they even put that on blast. That's crazy. He's like, if edit number two, my father's full name is, uh, uh you know, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, not Stephen A. Smith. That'd be really actually that would be really interesting if if Stephen A. Smith. I, I was trying to p- pick a generic name, and Stephen A. Smith popped in my head. If Stephen A. Smith was a uh, a had committed the first like computer crime in the '90s and then became a notable sports personality. That would be really interesting. Sorry. if yeah, edit, edit number two. My father's name is John Smith and his social security, uh, security number is, you know, fuck. I'm going to, I'm going to not say it. Cause I was, I realized I was about to start saying my social security number as I came up with a <laughs> fake one. And I was like, you know what? Apparently uh, I can't, I can't make falsified uh, information about people. Let's see. Uh, wow. That's a really, let me, let me read a couple of, of other answers, and then we'll, we will move on to one of your questions. My father, when I was still very young, used a fake name and pre- pretended to be a wedding planner for a young couple. That young couple hired him. Since he seemed trustworthy, he already sounds very trustworthy to me, so I can understand how they would make the mistake. He probably told him that he was a wedding planner from the Philippines and he had a lot of experience in planning Philippines wedding. And he, he probably, and he met, he officiated Manny Pacquiao's wedding and they were like, yeah, he seems trustworthy. Holy that was, that's what, that's what's called a cop callback. You remember we were just uh-huh. talking earlier. Philippines. So you see what I did yep. there? That was a callback. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, um, he seemed trustworthy and is an excellent liar, giving him access to their savings. Oh no. Oh, for shit. wedding supplies and such that would be needed. They were really <sighs> trusting, first of all. That's kind of, you know, that's on them for being so, that trusting. So, so Mondo, what do you think he did? Spoiler alert, he did not plan their wedding. He didn't plan their wedding. He fucking no. stole probably a hundred grand in money and and left to the Philippines. Instead, he stole all of the money out of their account and then ran away with it. As far as I'm aware, he was never caught and the money was never returned to them. The worst part is that the poor couple never even got their wedding. Well, I don't know if that's the worst part, depending on how much money they had. Yeah. But it says, yeah, the worst part is that the couple never even got their wedding and had almost nothing left afterwards. Um, that's- I don't I don't think that was for my I mean, I I, I, I understand there's an emotional attachment that uh, a lot of women have to weddings. From my point of view, that's probably not the first part. I was like, you know what? At some point. In their lives, they could probably have another wedding if they can financially get back on their feet. There's second honeymoons. There's all kinds of things. Uh, I I I don't feel like that's the worst part. Are would, are you, would you want like a big wedding? Is that is that I, how I, how is that in Hispanic culture? The uh, the one time I came kind of sort of cl- not really close to getting married to a gal. We had talked about like 
Big, we- oh, big wedding, eh. Like, it's not that big of a deal. We we really wanted a big reception, like, where all our friends would get mm. really fucking hammered. Like, that was a big deal. Like, yes. we wanted our friends to have a really good time dancing, drinking, yes. and open bar and all that nonsense. I think that part is 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 probably important. Um, and then, plus, we have a like, like you said, Latin, Hispanic. We have a fucking huge family. So mm. for me to invite all my relatives and family and friends to be able to do this, like it'd be, I'm I'm guessing I'd have to invite like just on my side of the family, I'd have to invite like fucking several hundred people, like no joke, not including whatever. Holy fuck! Yeah. Because I invite I I'd invite most like mo well not most I'd invite a good number of Lancer brothers right, and um there I, I would not well. Yeah, your relationship with Lancer and mine is a little bit different. Um, and then not to mention, like, I have a big family, right? So, like, all my aunts, uncles, cousins, relatives, like, there would be, again, just on my side of the family, there'd be several hundred people <clears throat> that would want to attend. How, how many? I don't even know the answer to this. How many Lancers do you think I would invite to my wedding if I had one? This is this hypothetical wedding. I'm going to guess that you can count them on one hand, probably even half of your one hand. No, I'd invite more than that. Really? Yeah. I was going to say, I would. I was going to guess like maybe three or four, but I don't know. I mean, not much more than that, but yeah. <laughs> well, so so I, I would I would definitely have to invite Christian Bollocker because uh-huh. he invited me to his wedding. Right. Uh, and it was And then fun. I would expect him and it was probably fun. not to go, but that would be fine. I just want to return the favor. I like that whole central core that lived in the house, definitely getting an invite. Um, Law dog. Yeah, for sure. Again, I don't, I wouldn't expect him to come. I don't, I don't think he invited me to his wedding. That's fine. I'm not, uh, (laughs) not upset about that at all. Law dog, you're terrible. You claim to be a good Christian and then you wouldn't invite a brother that helped give you shelter to your own wedding. No, I'm fine. I'm really, I'm not holding on anything from that. Um, and then for sure, Ke- I'm Kevin out. Yeah. Like he, he's been the one, uh, Lancer brother that has done a really good job keeping up with me where it wasn't, you know, di- didn't let me become a, just an asocial asshole. Yeah. And so, uh, and I think, I think the, the main reason I would have to invite Kevin out is because he knows I'm good at Photoshop. So unless he actually saw the wedding, with his own eyes, he would be skeptical that it was real. <laughs> He'd be like, "This is just an elaborate social media ruse that you're you're playing. Like it didn't happen." Um, and then I think I'd have to invite uh, Greg Greg Davidson because he listens to the podcast. I mean, that's <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. If you listen to the podcast, if you're an early podcast adopter, then you get an invitation to the wedding. But so I just want to say, I do, I do. Because we have a we have a number of our, our brother Lancer brothers that listen to this thing, I really really do, and I think I tell them every time they they tell me they've listened to an episode. I really really do appreciate that they've listened to us, even if they don't listen to the whole episode and just listen to a chunk of it and enjoyed it and thought it was funny, entertaining. I really do appreciate that. I mean, coming from Armando, I don't know about coming from Aaron. I'm not going to speak for you, but I, I like it when my friends tell tell me that they listen to it. Sorry, you're getting married. You invite like oh oh, oh no. See, I I, I that that was the part you gave me a great leading to say how I appreciate it. And I was like, you know what? I could do that, or we could just have like ten seconds of dead air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. No, I, I definitely I definitely appreciate it. Um, because 
a lot of this started as just a way to reconnect with you and I as Lancer brothers. And um, if that sort of extends, you know, it, it's not quite as a, a back and forth dialogue, but if that extends to um, other, other Lancer brothers, I'm like, that's awesome. That, that fulfills that part of the podcast in a way I never really thought about uh, because we are, we are both, uh, a social asshole yeah. at times, yeah. at times, um, probably me, you know, even more than you. And again, it was, it was crazy when, not crazy. It actually completely made sense and I wasn't surprised. But when you said Greg thought I was just sort of a personality list, like, um, jock guy, I was like, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. Oh, you're not aware that all this shit goes on in my head all the time. I just don't <laughs> say it out loud. <laughs> Got it. Oh, okay. So it's it's also like a nice way to express that side to uh to 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 friends. So um that 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 was the 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 my uh Reddit question. My ask Reddit craziest crime. So what my, was yours? Mine see now I feel bad because your question was really good and juicy and deep. My question, the two that I liked are probably M- Mondo. What? Mondo. I just want to know uh, most people when they think about me, the top three Word associations they have are good, no, juicy, no, deep. No, 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 no. They're like deeper. I'm like, I can do deeper. They're like deeper. I'm like, I can do deeper. They're like deeper. I'm like, well, <laughs> two deeper is about, that's about as far as I can go. I'm sorry. If I go any deeper, I'm going to have to insert one of my balls. I, we, we, we can do harder. We Whoa. can do faster. Whoa. We ran out of deepers. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, that, that, that one is a sort of a fixed ratio. Um, my, uh, hey, the, uh, they don't all have to be long and drawn out and it, some, sometimes they could just be fast. So don't, don't, the re- well, the reason I, the reason I picked these two is because I had a quick answer and I thought it was good and it was cool. Well, do, okay. do, do both of them back to back. So the first one I had asked Reddit question, well, what's your most gourmet under $5 meal? Like I like to fuck around in the kitchen that, that you make. Yeah. Mm, what okay? What's your most gourmet under five dollar meal you can make at home that you've made yourself? Hmm. See, I, I'm trying to think because none of the meals that I make are under five dollars. They're all expensive meals, huh? You fucking eat? No, that, they're not expensive. You eat fucking escargot with uh, no truffle truffle oil. So, so let, let me let me tell you my my meal prep philosophy. Okay, and then maybe I'll uh, that'll bring me to a, a cheap meal that I make. So early, early on, like, like post college, like immediately post college, my goal with food was like, I want to like warm things in a way that I can eat them and they'll provide some nutritional value and won't kill me. Okay. Like, like if I don't adequately heat it and I get some sort of like bacterial infection and die, like that's, that's a fail. We don't want that. I need like nutritional value and not not to die. And that was as far as I got with cooking for several years. Um, and at this point, I progressed to the point where I'm like, okay, it should it should taste good. Like that that's part of right. it. It needs to taste good, but I'm willing to sacrifice a fair amount of it tasting good for pretty much like like quick meal prep. Okay, if that makes sense. Like I don't want it to take longer than thirty minutes to make this meal. Oh. Okay. So, because like a lot of the a lot of the meals my mom makes are excellent, but it will take her two hours to prepare. I'm like, I I don't I just don't care that much. Yeah. If it tastes a little bit worse, but it I can do it in thirty minutes. Awesome. So, um, 
like like one of the, the most regular meals when I was coaching and I, I was living alone, like I would get either like a good cut of meat or fish. Like so it was usually like steak or salmon. Uh-huh. And I would grill. I'd grill that, and I'd have microwavable vegetables, and I'd find some sort of like good, like a good like different sort of rubs that I could put on the meat, and just just like a glazer, like a, a sauce that I could put on the microwavable be- uh, vegetables, and that would take twenty minutes, and I was done. Yeah, like easy. And and I'm like, mm, this t- mm, steak it tastes good. Like you can't, it, you know. Sure, I could have spent a lot of time marinating, and it would taste a little bit better. Fuck that. Under you know, under thirty minutes. Uh, but that you know that meal like to get a good cut of steak it would it, could, it would be you know more than five dollars just for that. Do you meal and the microwavable vegetables were you, like th- you know three bucks. You mentioned meal prep. Do you make? Do you actually meal prep where you make multiple days meals with like the same? Like when you cook, when you cook what you just described, do you portion it mm-hmm. out so that it's like it's enough food for like two or three days? <clears throat> So, so when I was doing those sort of meals, no, no. like, I mean, I wasn't, cause to me, especially fish, like I'm not going to make multiple days of salmon. I want yeah. fresh, fresh, fresh salmon cooked right, you know, and then to eat it right away. Now I, I do, because I've actually been trying to, to, um, to, to make things that are easier to digest. Um, so I'm not, uh, uh I'm not doing really any red meat and I've, I've been making a meal with um with like like sort of like the vegan like meat substitutes just because i sort of realized i don't i'm not i don't care about being vegan but a byproduct of that sort of like you know i think it's like beyond meat is one of them there's a there's a different one like a lot of them are, are made from like pea protein uh-huh. pea as in the green <laughs> vegetable not, not le- le- yeah not leo machita pea protein yeah um different type of pea but uh, they're just they just break down a little bit easier. So, like one of the meals I would do would be like um, this is actually pretty good. Like there, I was I was doing a uh, also a pasta substitute. There's like pasta made from seaweed, uh-huh. which it's easy to digest and it's actually very literally nutritious. I didn't realize there's like a lot of nutrients and minerals and stuff get sort of uh, absorbed by seaweed, and it, it tastes similar to regular pasta. Um, so I like I, you know bo- boil water put the seaweed pasta in there and then, um, you know, like, uh, like kind of like get like a ground, like meat ground, mm-hmm. but it's, it's this, um, you know, beyond meat or like one of the, the vegan meat substitutes for, you know, uh, you know, cook that in a skillet, put some oil and everything like that. I was getting that done. And then I would have like, uh, like just like microwave, like a bunch of mashed sweet potatoes. Uh-huh. And so then I, when I was done, you boil the pasta, drain it, Put the pasta in the bowl. Put a bunch of uh, like 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 kind of um, little little tiny scoops of coconut oil uh-huh. on top of of the pasta. Put the meat ground on top of that. Put a second layer of uh, coconut oil scrapings on top of the pasta, and and then put you know put the mashed sweet potatoes in. Microwave the whole thing, and then like that tasted surprisingly good. The first time I did it, I was like, well. I'm not expecting too much. I was like, wait, this is actually really tasty. I, usually I would put some other, um, you know, like like a sh- like shredded onions. Like I have a little shaker of shredded onions or like garlic or something just to add to the flavor palette. But the first time I made it, I was shocked how much I enjoyed the taste of it. And then now I just will make enough to have 
you know, dinner and then have lunch the next day or dinner the next day. That coconut oil stuff, I've used it before. It really, it it does make a lot of food taste better. I like that. I like using that like to cook as opposed to like vegetable oil or whatever. It's better for you too. It, it oils up your intestines. It does. It lubes you up. It oils up your intestines. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I can, can I just, can I, if you don't cut this out, can I take a minute to apologize to anyone listening. <laughs> I, I I was trying to do a callback to the ASMR and I was like, it's mid-sentence, I just realized yeah. under no circumstances should anyone, really in any context, but especially in ASMR, utter the sentence, it oils up your intestines. I'm truly deeply sorry. And in a, as a whisper, <laughs> Please forgive a whispering me. tone as well. Um, there's some shit you can put in your coffee and tea too that's got like some coconut oil nonsense and it's supposed to help you uh lube up your poo poo. Well so what do you what do you make and like give me give me tips because as you uh may be gathering I am not a, a uh, culinary master I'm and I've got some restrictive well, cooking so, uh, so the thing is the stuff you described is like you said it's it's a little bit um it's somewhat health conscious, right? Like the stuff you make is some. It's it's digestible for you. It's easier to eat. Um, well, and it, yeah, it's very healthy. It doesn't it doesn't have a lot of sugar in it. Under, it's got enough protein. The under five dollar meal I was thinking is not does not check off any of those things. So I don't think you're gonna be able to eat this at all. And I actually stole okay. this. You want to call it a recipe? I kind of stole this from another cooking show or like some cooking guy, some Asian cooking guru nonsense dude. So you take you take like those ramen bags, right? Those top ramen, mm-hmm. like they're usually like twenty five cents or four for a dollar, five for a dollar, whatever. Yes. You boil the water, you throw that shit in there, you kinda wanna cook it al dente. You drain out a majority of the water. Actually no, hold on, let me rewind. Before you drain out all the water, you take a uh, you take a, a an egg and you uh, you whip it up like in a separate bowl. You yeah. You, you you take this egg, you whip it up in a separate bowl, and then you drop the the whipped up egg into the bo- into the boiling hot water um, ramen noodle concoction, and it kind of makes the egg become kind of like the egg drop soupy cons- consistency, like that, where it's kind of like wispy egg, uh, yolky stuff, kind of that's cooking on in the boiling hot water. Um, once you see that the egg is kind of cooked thoroughly through. Then you drain out a little bit of the water, not all of it. I like my ramen ramen to be a little soupy. Drain some of the water out. Um, you mix in that. You know they come with those fucking little powder nonsense seasoning, super high sodium bomb things. You take that powder, mix that into the ramen egg stuff, and then the the last couple of things they do is they put it before they pour it in a bowl. Is um they take a, a basically a slice of like the uh, the single uh, serving uh, American cheese that comes in the little plasticky things, you know, you put that on top of your ramen egg concoction, and the cheese kind of melts on top of it. Cause it's already it's still hot, it's still warm. And then if you really want to get super fancy, they actually take like some sesame seeds, toast them, throw the toasted sesame seeds on top of that. And then some guys even throw like like scallions or chives and chop that stuff up or green onion, chop that up, throw that on top of the whole thing. And it becomes just the just really I want to say mouth pleasure, but I don't want to say it in the ASMR voice cuz then that's going to sound really bad too. But um like if you've ever had ramen and it's 
do this stuff is like for sure under five bucks to make and it only takes probably 15 20 minutes but it just it's for sure not none of that stuff is probably healthy for you you know but oh you know what though listen to you you tell that i i this is not not something i ever made um completely but, but I'm remembering, like, one of the things that freaking saved me right after college, you know, the first job when I was, I was uh, an instructional aide, I think was the official title, but I was, I was running that tutoring center at a high school. Like, you know, I, I was just trying to save every freaking penny. And I also had learned from our experience at the house where I'm like, oh, I have to eat real food or I will get sick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, one of the things that saved me was, was meat ends. Meat ends. Yeah. So this is a, this is life life pro tip for poor college students. Like if you're in an apartment, you just don't have a very good food budget, but you don't want to eat absolute shit. Go to you know the the butcher section in a supermarket. You know any any butcher really, and you can ask to buy meat ends. So basically, when the butcher is chopping up a cut of meat. They're going to have all the nicely oh. sliced, like pretty yeah. ones, and they're going to put it and package it and everything. But, and, and this is, I only even learned this was a thing because there was one supermarket in Philadelphia that would have these big packages and the meat ends are, it's just the, the end of the cut of meat where they, like, it's just, you can't cut it up pretty and you can't make a nice slice yeah. of it. And they, they don't, they taste yeah. fine. They taste exactly the same. They just aren't aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And you could buy like a big freaking package of it for like a two, three dollars. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I was getting, you know, I would, I would eat, um, half of one and that would be enough for a meal and at that at that point i was i think i was only making uh and I, was, I was heating up the meat ends and eating it with rice yeah but you can if you go get the, like the cheap microwavable vegetables um you can buy and you can buy like a big freaking bag of microwavable vegetables and the nutrition content is actually better because they've been frozen um and you can just you just take like a little bit of of, of micro, uh, microwavable vegetables, you throw them, um, you know, on top of where you have to put a little bit of, of water in so they don't dry out, and you you do that, you boil some rice, and then you heat up the meat ends. Like that's actually a pretty yeah. nutritious dinner, and it's, and if you if you can find some seasoning and some sauces, it won't even taste bad, and you can make that for under five dollars and be like healthy and uh not eat it fucking jack-in-the-box every day yeah so for that place is terrible and and aaron and i have experience in that we were both like on budgets like literally like i had a job but aaron Aaron was still a student or summer or whatever but um it was literally like college student budget we weren't making a lot of money we were just trying to figure out like food to eat that wasn't like you said mcdonald's or fast food shit every day and um we made do it was good we had a lot of barbecues yeah. and carne asadas and shit like that. I had not learned to make anything but by the time I was in college. Um, my, my mom really liked cooking. She, you know, she'd make the meals. I was an only child. I just didn't have a lot of cause to cook. And my, I don't remember my parents ever trying to teach me anything. It's possible they did, and I was just a, being a bratty high school student. was like, no, why, 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 I, don't, why, I don't need to learn how to do yeah. this. Like, leave me alone. But... Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember this. This will be illustrative. I, I uh, when I got the, the first like one bedroom apartment, you know, when I was 
I wasn't that old. That was that was after the first semester or first year at Whittier College. Um, I got a one bedroom apartment, and I remember. I guess I had bought groceries, and I did not know that you couldn't just like indefinitely leave potatoes out. <laughs> and uh-huh. I I I put them in a cabinet above the refrigerator. Oh no. And I forgot they were there. Oh, no. So they grew eyes and green mold and spots and white shit all over them. And then, like, disintegrated and all kinds of... So when when I was moving out of that apartment, then I opened that... Because I'm like, man, the kitchen, like, smells <laughs> funky. What What is that? You know, when we do a little search, search and, and, and destroy mission for the smell, and I open that cabinet drawer, I'm like, oh, oh my God. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, trying to clean that out was... Uh, Illustrate. I, let's put it this way: I never left potatoes out yeah. <laughs> ever again for for that long. But yeah, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I, I still want to learn to cook. I'm not the greatest cook. I like cooking. I like grilling. I like being behind the grill. Um, where that, as far as I can tell, where that whole I guess fascination came from. When we were younger, my parents like 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 a child does not choose what's on TV. Like a child just watches whatever the fuck their parents are watching on TV. My mom and dad would always mm-hmm. watch Three's Company. That was always a show that that was like on every night, a sitcom that was on every night. We had to watch it. And I just remember thinking like, I want to be like that guy. I want to be like Jack Ritter, uh, his character. Gay? No, he wasn't gay. He pretended to be gay to live with two hot women. He wasn't gay though. He was. So you want to pretend to be gay? No, I wanted to live t- with two hot women and by trade, Jack was a chef, if you don't remember. So I wanted to live with two hot women uh-huh. uh, and, and be a good cook and just, you know, being able to, like, be bachelor guy with two hot women in the vicinity. That's what I, that's what I wanted as a child, what I looked up to. Why? Because he doesn't, like, hook up with them, though. Yeah, but to have eye candy all the time and, like, there's always, like, that, there's always, like, a what if factor. Like, what if I could bang my roommate kind of, you know what I mean? Without there being the the um, the relationship tie down, I guess if you want to call it that. So anyway, that's where my cook got that's it. Where my, got that's, it. So so you you were like you like the because because you were you're not that old and you weren't actually thinking of the practical application. Exactly. You're just like whoa, hot women around. Yes. That'd be crazy. I was a little kid. Got but it. but but that's what that's what's wait how how so, sorry when you're having this fantasy of how old were you? I don't know how old is how old how long ago was Three's Company like running on air like. Uh, like it had well, to you, be you were probably watching it on Nick at Night or something like that. No, it wasn't on Nick at Night. It was like on fucking ABC or whatever. No, hold on. Yeah, it was on on regular, whatever Channel Thirteen KCOP or one of those fucking stations back in the day. It wasn't ever on. I don't think it was on Nick. We didn't have Nick at. We'll put it this way: we didn't have cable to have Nickelodeon or Nick at Night. It had to have been on regular TV, fucking KTLA Five or some shit. Um, Are we about to find out like three-year-old Armando was fantasizing about? Ba- it could have ba- been ba- bagging Susan Sarandon. Yeah, it's not Susan Sarandon. She wasn't on From, it, was she? No, uh, sorry, Susan uh, Suzanne Summers. Yeah. Well, by the way, Sarandon is also hot for a, a, a gill for whatever the fuck she is. Um, but that's what started my like. I guess you want to call it fascination or desire to want to learn how to cook. I still yeah, have. It was. It was. It was on from nine. 1977 to 1984. So yeah, I must have been three or four years old. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> three-year-old Armando is a little horny. Three, four-year-old me was rocking the chub, dude. I'm telling you. 
also you got to remember there could have been reruns that ran a couple years after that on whatever major syndicate network uh whatever but uh all right wait so so I'm, tr- I'm trying to think how to this, – this isn't an exact segue. I, I, w- I, I think I told you I was thinking about doing uh, either like a, a spoken word or a kind of a stand-up comedy uh-huh. um, piece on my experience as being a women's lac- uh, lacrosse coach and, and the health problems I've had. Uh-huh. And kind of the way I figured out, I'm like if people think it's funny, then it's stand-up comedy. And my dog's barking. Yeah. Finish it up. And if people don't think it's funny, then I always intended it for to be, to, to be spoken word. Right. Um, and I was trying to, this, 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 I'm going to, this isn't fully formulated. I was thinking about trying to explain who, who somebody is. Um, and this is, this is how my mind works. Like when I was working through it, there, there was this girl named Jen on the team and, uh, at, at that school, she, she was like, like the hot girl. Do you know what I mean? Like every school has like a, a quote unquote, like hot girl. Everyone's like, Oh my God, did you see so-and-so like, but that's like especially awkward when you're the you know their coach and you're really actively not trying to view them as sexual objects because that's fucked up and an abuse of power. <laughs> do not do that, people. Um, and, and I even remember like one of the other coaches, it was the, the men's head basketball coach, thought it was okay to come over to me and be like, oh, like. This, that girl Jen on your team, like she's so hot, huh? And I just, I, I actually stared at him. I did not even respond verbally. And there's a stare that I had cultivated over the years that I called the death stare when someone in a game would trash talk me. And I wouldn't, I never, I never talked to people on the field. They would, they would say, you know, like, ah, you guys fucked that one up. And then I would just stare at him like deep into my soul. And my, my goal was by the, end of the game i wanted them to be legitimately worried that i might be a serial killer and i would come back and destroy their whole family like that was that was what i and it worked on this over the years so this fucking asshole basketball coach is like oh this girl's so hot and i would just stare at him and it's like and he never i don't think he ever talked to me again he became afraid for his safety around me which was my intention um and the thing the thing is like that really did not crossed my mind with the with the players like i just didn't view them yeah, as sexual yeah, yeah. objects because i'd somehow they're like your kid like, you think of them as your kids like they're like your you're you're their protector you know when i was thinking about that i was like and i was like and look just to be clear it's not that i did not you know i when i was a coach i was i was already it was like in my like late 20s like yes i had like sexual thoughts about girls just not not those girls yeah. like um cuz cuz yeah in the show i was i was basically going to say like well my my mind didn't work like that and I was like, no, no, okay, no, no, no. To be clear, it did work like that, just not with that specific subsection of the female population. And then I was trying to remember if I had actually ever gotten the sex talk from my parents. Because it's like, yes, I do understand how sex works. I'd had sex uh, more than once by that point in my life. Um, and I was thinking back and I was like, I, I don't think I ever like properly had a, a sex talk. The closest version I had to one was when I was, I think I was 18 already. And my my dad, uh, my dad just barged into the room when I was into my, I had a study. I was the only child. We had a big house. I had like a little study and the door was closed and I was masturbating. Oh, nice. 
And I think it's, it's a good idea to have the door closed when you're masturbating. And my dad not, did not see this as like a social cue of, hey, don't come in here. And he, and he barged in like he owned the place, which to be fair, he did own the place. <laughs> but, but also, to be fair to me, the bank also owned more than half the place. And the, the fucked up part is if someone from the bank had barged in while I was masturbating, it would have been way less awkward than what actually happened. <laughs> um, because my dad walks in and like... He's like talking to me, like my dick's in my hand. I'm like, uh, deer in the headlights, like, oh, maybe if I don't move, he can't see me. And he's like talking for a while before he realizes that I was like mid stroke. Nice. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, and doesn't make like actual human English words and just like goes out of the room and then comes back an hour later, still doesn't knock on the door. Oh, no. Were you, did, Tommy, you <laughs> know, wait, at, did you go back at it an hour later, though? Let me tell you. <laughs> Yeah, when when he came back in, I wasn't. I I had finished by that point, but I was like, you know what? I see what's going on here. Yeah, let's start dropping my pants. No, no, that didn't that didn't happen. Um, but he comes in and like he, I guess he was like, oh yeah, I never gave him the sex talk, and this is what he told me. He comes in, and he's like, um, just so you know, uh, that that you know, masturbation that is a, a thing that people do, but uh. They're, they're way better things to do with your dick. And then he, like, thought about what he actually said. He's like, but not at your age. Not at your age. All right. And then he just laughed. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Wow. <laughs> like, what? And here, here's, here's the most screwed up part. The, the, the real place, the reason why I knew what sex was um, was because uh, when I was a little kid, we, we regularly rented movies from blockbuster video and my parents did not screen those for me at all nice. <laughs> like, like basically the way I, p I picked a movie was i would just see the box cover and i'd be like oh that looks cool like let me get that and here's the thing not only did my parents not actively screen those movies for me like they contributed to me seeing fucked up movies yeah. this is this actually happened to me when i was I mean, thank God this was not the first movie with, like, sexual stuff in it I saw. Or I, I mean, I, I'd be probably more screwed up than I am. But, I mean, this, this is definitely before I was in middle school. Uh, I'm trying to pick a movie. I'm not seeing any box covers that, like, caught my interest. And my mom goes, oh, hey, what about that one? I remember that's a fun movie. The, their guys are on a camping trip, and they get chased down a river. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds fun. Like, like. You know, I'm like 11 or whatever. Like, oh, this will be a fun adventure movie. And I'm watching it. And then I'm like, hmm, this movie feels a little bit creepy. There's this like banjo scene at the oh, beginning. Oh, no. I don't understand what's going on. Oh. Maybe it gets better. And then if you guys have not caught on like Armando yeah. has, uh, that movie was called Deliverance. And there is a graphic... Uh, male on male rape scene <laughs> where like a redneck like hillbilly uh, rapes one of the protagonists. I'm like 11, like watching this, like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, okay, so I just learned rape was a thing. And now I also learned that men sometimes do it to each other. Like, oh, okay. And I went, I remember going to my mom afterwards and I, I, um, I can't remember exactly how, how I said it. I mean, this was a long time ago, but I'm going to paraphrase what I said. It was like, Hey, mom, um, I don't know if you're aware, but I'm only 11. Uh, why would you, A, 
recommend a movie that has a graphic male-on-male rape scene and B, not give me a heads up that there's a graphic male-on-male rape scene. <laughs> and do, do you know what she, she said? Uh, she didn't know it was there? She, for- she She said, oh, I forgot that part was in the movie. <laughs> that's like the that's like the most prominent part of that movie, or one of the most prominent. That and the banjo. Yeah. The dun 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 dun. That's that's like like recommending someone watch King Kong and being like, yeah, it's a it's just it's just like a nice quiet movie about people who go on a vacation there's, to an there's island. There's a gorilla in it or an ape of some sort. Yeah, you're like, oh, I forgot there was a giant gorilla in King Kong. My bad. It's like, what the yeah. fuck. Um, so I, I, so I, I knew what sex was from a very early age, but, um, I don't think it was like probably till seventh grade that I even, that it was like actively on my radar. Cause I do remember in sixth grade, I had a neighbor whose parents were both doctors They had a little bit of money and they had bought, they built like, like an indoor, like second story swimming pool in their house. It was small, but it had like a, it had jets so you could like swim against the current, um, and then there was a hot tub on the other end, and it was it was me and my neighbor and uh, one of my neighbor's friends named RJ. And this is again, this is definitely it was sixth grade. And RJ's like, "Hey, if you could go all the way with any girl in school, who would it be?" And like little sixth grade me, my brain, I I, I just wasn't wired like that yet. And I was like, "Well, all the way to what?" <laughs> and and, and there's just they they just have like these like nervous like like ex- looks exchanged That's between funny. each other. And I was like, "What?" What do you mean? Like all the way to like marriage? And they're like, um, all right, let's change the subject. Nice. <laughs> but but at that time, I definitely knew what sex was. Um, I I not I, at that point I was not even in a long term relationship with my hand yet. But uh, you know that that would come later. <laughs> that would that would come later. Uh, <laughs> let's just let's just say like in in like about three to four years, I would be coming into my own frequently. But, um, (laughs) but my, yeah, my, my mind just wasn't wired to work like that much like later on when I was working with those girls. I mean, my mind was not wired to see them in that manner. And the best way I can explain who, who, who Jen was, was occasionally that, that sort of facade, I had a mental facade I had, I had erected, uh, no pun intended, (laughs) (laughs) would get would get broken because I would see them like out of the context of workouts or, or the lacrosse field. And, you know, they'd be dressed up nice and I wouldn't know it was them. And I can remember very specifically one day, like, uh, like we're out, like kind of in, in, there was like the center, like square of the college. And I see a girl like walking away from me, like really, really like tight jeans, like nice, nice shirt. Like obviously it put a lot of, uh, prep into their outfit that day and in my mind that scene unfolds like with like the slow motion like Baywatch turn <laughs> and she literally literally did a hair flip and like the breeze was like blow just I, I swear to god the breeze right at that moment picked up she she turns her <laughs> hair's blowing the wind she flips it it's like in my brain it was in slow motion like I think like the the uh fast times at Ridgemont uh-huh. High music was playing and she turns around and it's Jen and I'm like, go from being, wow, that girl's really hot to, oh, fuck, wait, what the yeah. hell? Like, no, no. Uh, which is my secret theory why a lot of dads don't want their daughters to wear like tight, slutty clothing because they are terrified that that scenario is yes. going to unfold with their actual daughter. Yes. Um, uh-huh. 
Exactly. But that's that's who that's who who Jen was uh, in the context of the story. She was she was the hot girl who knew she was a hot girl and had no problem playing into that. Um, the only God, the only other this is a tangent. I, I hadn't thought about this. We'll bring it back to, to ask Reddit. I don't know how I got on this. Yeah, we went from talking about food to fucking. But um, <laughs> the the only this is the only other like. When I when I try to think of her as a, a character and just like a brief little interaction that sort of sums it up for me, um, there was there was this one this one time and every time I think about it I do I do laugh a little bit despite everything that that unfolded after uh, afterwards. But we it, we didn't we didn't have like good indoor practice facilities, so we we were able to get into this like um, you know astroturf sort of domed like practice facility for the winter because in Cleveland it's super super snowy like crazy cold they call it the lake effect like snow just rolls in and it's going to be gray and freezing and snowy until pretty much halfway through summer um so we so we we got these like shitty little campus vans and i would take one group and then uh the the, the head coach would take a second group and we we drive to this facility we'd practice and we'd come back and i remember it must i think it was on the way back um and you know, I'm I'm in the driver's seat because um, I was driving. It's the best place to be if you're the driver, and uh, and Jen was sitting behind me, and then you know all the, all the other girls are in the van, and like I'm trying to I'm trying to get over like a it must have been like a patch of ice or a thing of snow, and the the the, the college vans had like seven horsepower. It was like they were they were powered by like just like an overworked hamster who was really cold and bundled bundled up, and. I'm trying to get over this, this patch of snow and I'm like flooring it and the, the van goes and then fucking Jen, this is like the most Jen thing ever. She, she just goes, oh, oh, Aaron, like that, like really like playing it up because I swear she must have, she must have done that with uh, like a boyfriend or something and gotten a good reaction uh. and like just, she just like kicked in, like subconsciously kicked into like like that sort of mode. And the reason I laugh was even though I was facing forward driving the vans, I could almost audibly hear the other girls in the van rolling their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I was trying so – and I, I think I did turn to the – because there was a girl in the in the uh, front passenger seat, and I, I turned to, to, to her, you know, just to see her reaction, and it was just this like – utter just d- disgust and annoyance and like it was everything i could do just to not hysterically start laughing <laughs> driving um anyhow that so that that basically i think what i was saying is that sums up how to make a good uh five dollar meal <laughs> what the fuck we went from okay hold on we went from uh, from ask reddit under five under five dollar meal to masturbation to fucking and then to a one of your girls saying, "Oh, Aaron," uh, and making you and yeah. making you blush. Um, yeah, it it tracks. So, what was the other question? The other question, uh, again, another one not so juicy, not so juicy. Oh, Aaron, is what's your favorite book? Ooh, that's difficult. Do you have like a movie? Do you have like an all time yeah. favorite book? Mm. You go first. Let me think. I I can't. There's only two books that like pop up in my mind, but they're like not. I couldn't. They're not like all time favorites, but they they tend to like for me have lasted a long time. They like they they've. 
they, they resonate for a lot longer. The first mm-hmm. one was um, when I was in the fifth grade or sixth grade, I read Catcher in the Rye. And, and mm-hmm. I always liked that book because I relate to like being an adolescent punk shithead who's... He was a shithead. You know, feels a little bit left out, um, mm-hmm. isolated, out of touch with everybody else around him. Um, so that's one book that's always kind of stuck okay. out for me. Um, most recently, because of my my uh, my uh, passion for zombie shit, is uh, the Zombie mm-hmm. Survival Guide. That's another one that I really enjoy. I've read that thing like three or four times. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, it's funny. It's, it's it's funny, but it's like it's so imaginative. I think it's written by Max Brooks. I think it's it's so imaginative that you're like, huh? The logic behind that weapon as a desirable weapon for a zombie apocalypse makes sense. Yeah, or like wanting to go to here or survive off of this food. Yeah, that completely makes logical sense. Like you. Meanwhile, you're like, wait a minute. There's never going to be a zombie apocalypse, you idiot. But what if? What if? <clears throat> what about you? Hmm. I'm still I'm I'm still trying to think. I don't think I have like a single favorite book. There, there's there's books that I've liked for different reasons. I've read I've read a lot. I haven't read nearly as much um, in my like my older adult life. But I mean, when I was a kid, I would go through twenty books in the summer. Yeah. Um, and th- there's there's a couple there's a couple that st- uh, kind of stick out for me though. Um, the the <laughs> the f- the first which for for me it wasn't even about how much i enjoyed the book it was just to me it just felt like a huge milestone like kind of like a coming of age sort of thing was when when i was a, when i was a kid my dad would always read to me and he'd pick a book that was a little bit too hard for me to read on my right. own um so as i got older we you know we got more and more advanced and you know and so pretty quickly it was no longer kids books and uh when when i was I think I was in fourth grade. He read the first book in the, tri- the Lord of the Rings trilogy to mm. me, so the Fellowship of the Ring. Um, so that kind of shows you, like that's that typically would be way too advanced yeah. for a fourth yeah. grader. Um, and then he finished that book, and he got sent on an assignment for for the, the newspaper he was working for, and he was just gone for I think it was like a month or a month and a half. And I'm just like, fuck, I wonder what what happened, yeah, yeah. like. This we've we've read the first part of of arguably the most epic trilogy in all of literature. Like you can't just stop there. So I got that. You know, it was very difficult for me to to read, but like I got the two towers, and I read it to myself. Um, maybe you know what? Maybe it was fifth grade. Anyhow, it doesn't matter. It was fourth or fifth grade, and I read it to myself. And like it, you know, it took me a while. There are definitely some parts I had to struggle through, but I finished it. And definitely, you know, under, you know, understood it. And after that, that was the last book uh, that my dad ever read to me was, was Fellowship of the Rings. Because I guess he he figured like, look, once he gets to the point where he can read the two towers on his own, like he doesn't need me anymore. Yeah. Which, from a practical reading perspective, that's probably accurate. The one thing that I, I have thought about, I was like, if I ever have kids, I definitely want to read uh-huh. to them. Like my dad did, like that was great. It helped me so much in terms of my my vocabulary and reading comprehension and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I um, and not to brag, but I'm going to. I, I only missed one question on the verbal section of the SATs. So what? What's and it was just what score does that? What score did you get on the verbal part of the? I don't. I guess it was a, a seven eighty. Yeah, so I think it was eight hundred. So those, yeah, that's eight hundred, right? 
Um, and like I, I, I attribute, so, so yeah, I mean, so there's two things I'm trying to say. First, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, a linguistical and verbal genius. <laughs> if you guys have not figured that out. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that you knew that there was documentation in the form of testing to back that claim up. Uh, but no, but the second thing was that like that really helped me out a, a lot in, in, in school. And it was something that was enjoyable. Like I, I remember begging my dad, like, no, just one more, one more chapter, like just 20 more minutes. Like, you know, I, I reading to me was something exciting and it was, it was, it was something that, that I wanted to be able to, to, to do. Like these stories were great and immersive, but the thing that I would I would definitely do that my dad did not was I would maybe make the reading sections a little bit shorter, but then discuss the context and what happened. Right. Actually, like talk through it with the kids because I feel like there's so many valuable life lessons and things that you can learn from reading, and I was just sort of left to interpret that on my yeah, own. Yeah. Um, and. You know, I'm going to say maybe, you know, fourth or fifth grade me didn't always come to the best conclusions about yeah. <laughs> about what I should have walked away from. Um, we're going to start a we're going to start a new segment called things that white people do because because <laughs> white people read to their kids to when they go to bed like Latins. As far as I'm aware, we don't we should. It's a great thing. I wish I wish I, I'm envious you telling me how your you know dad read you stories nightly. I'm like fuck. I would have been cool if my parents read to me every fucking night. Well, and he's also to be fair, he's also a good narrator. Like I remember my mom trying to read to me, and she would she she was really into it. She she gave it all. She would try to do voices for different characters <laughs> and stuff like that. And he just has like a good reading voice. Like I actually once said to him, like you should, uh, you should apply to Audible to like be one of the like book on tape recorders because he was just very good yeah. at it. So it was it was good presentation as well, but. Yeah, and that's one thing I know. I, I know um, it, it, there was actually like some sort of study that came out where they were talking. They weren't talking about the Hispanic community, but it was the same thing. They were saying like the African American community doesn't yeah. read to their kids as much, and that's one where it, it's it's kind of tough because it, it doesn't cost anything really. I mean, you can get books free from the library, but it it, it takes time, yeah. right? And it's like if if you're busy and you're trying to scrape by and you're fucking tired, like maybe. You don't want to sit there reading to your kids, but, but I will say this. I think a lot of that is also just sort of like tradition and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely way, way more likely to, to read to my kids because my, my dad started that tradition when I was a little kid. So you could, you know, you could, you could start that trend. Sure. I, again, we say if I ever have kids, if I ever, I have a niece and nephew, I should read to them fuckers. And I think when they were younger, we would mess around. We we still there's still like niece and nephew time with me every weekend or whenever they come out. But one thing we don't do is read. And maybe that's my fault. Maybe I should do that with them. And then one day, when I do have, if I ever do have my own children, then for sure I'd like to start doing that. You know. Um. The the other book that that and this this is I probably not even in my top ten, but it came to mind when you were talking about Catcher in the mm-hmm. Rye. Um. Because Catcher in the Rye was a book where it, it's definitely, I mean, obviously it's, it's a, a classic, it's, it's in, in high school, uh, and it's a book when I read it initially, and then I, even, even more so on a second reading, I'm like, I feel like this is a little bit overrated, like, there's not a lot of focus 
going on, which is okay, but the character development for Holden Caulfield's also not the best. Like, he's kind of a shit character. I yeah. mean, you, you I, I like characters that are shitty but are trying to do the, good, the right thing. Yeah. And he's, like, only sort of trying to yeah, do the yeah. right thing. Um, but I, I really identify with what you're saying of, like, being able to relate to a character who doesn't really have a shit together and feels like, like a bit of an outcast. I mean, I think everyone at some point in their life has felt like that and uh some people more than others um <laughs> I, I i'm gonna again i i remember um oh i actually no i think i think this was a, a joke that i made in a speech that i wrote in my head and never delivered <laughs> but i did not i did not this is gonna come as a shock i didn't uh join the lancer society because i was like a perfectly formed uh so, social you know creature and i i had my social life on lock and i was comfortable dealing with people like that's not how that that unfolded um, so I, I do really relate to characters like that. And there's a book, uh, that's definitely, you know, aimed for, for young adults, teenagers, but I think even if you read it now, you'd enjoy it, uh, because the, the protagonist is sort of that type of character. Uh, it's called Looking for Alaska. Looking for Alaska. Um, I gotta write that down. Yeah. And the, I, I like, I like books where you, you almost feel like you could be that character and you'd like to get swept up and inhabit that, that world. And you feel like you really could be someone there. Like it, it's not so fantastical yeah. or different from our world. And it, it ba- basically the, the, um, the, the, the gist of that, that this, the, the story is the, the protagonist miles. Uh, he, you know, he goes to public school in Florida. He really doesn't have that many friends. Um, you know, and his dad went to this this small southern boarding school, um, but always kind of had all these cr- crazy stories about going to this boarding school uh, in the south. I can't remember if it was it Arkansas or Alabama. I mean, it was it was very southern. He he, he kind of romanticizes that that story a little bit, and he's like, you know what? Like, life's not like life here isn't so great. Like, fuck it. Like, I wanna I wanna go to 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 this boarding school and they're, and they're like, well, why do you want to do it? Is it because you're trying to emulate your father and hit the line that he says, and this kid, this kid was probably why I, I identify with him says something that sort of makes sense and is a little bit cryptic. cryptic. He, he says, I'm going to seek a great perhaps. And the way I interpreted that is like, maybe this will be a terrible idea, but perhaps this will be a great adventure. Like perhaps something good will come of it. Perhaps like, let me roll the dice and see what happens. And, he he goes to the boarding school and he he's he's swept up in a, in a friend group that are both uh, engaging and entertaining and are also kind of outcasts in their own mm. right and and it's sort of the the adventures that are both um, heartwarming and funny and tragic and and that whole story unfolds and uh, you know it's not it's not a, a book that if you're like yeah I just want to like feel super good and yeah. happy right now like. There are definitely moments like that, and there's also there's also moments you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> I might, my eyes are getting a little bit watery. I, I, fucking, is someone peeling onions? What, what's going on? Oh. Maybe I'm just having a, an allergic reaction to something in this book. Fuck. Um, I gotta read that. But it's it's got I, I, I John Green's a great That's great two author. Books I gotta and, get. And, no. Um, I, yeah, I've read several of his books. Um, I don't think from a technical perspective that was his best and it definitely was not his most, he, he wrote a book that was like extremely, extremely financially successful 
and then got made into a movie and he just doesn't even really have to worry about like money anymore, I think. But that was my favorite because I was like, man, I, I, I feel like I get this yeah. character. I got to read that one now. The other, the other one I got to read that's on my to read list. Um, I didn't, uh, I read Ready Player One before the movie was made. I read the, I read the book. I, I did too. I read the book like probably a month after it had gotten released. Um, yes. So I read the book and I go, oh shit, they're making a movie of it. Like three or four years later, they made the movie. But I, apparently Ready Player Two has been out for I don't know how long. It may have just gotten released. So I got to read that one now. Because the book. You, you mean this Nostalgia Bomb number yeah. two? No, I liked it. Come on. I liked it. It was enjoyable. N- nostalgia Bomb number two, attack of how many references can we make in a short well, section? Well, no, the movie was really hamming it up. The movie really milked that. I think, I think part one. There were moments of it where I did feel kind of like in an adventure myself. You know what I mean? I I was a yes. child of the '80s, so all a lot of the some of the references I was like, I mean, you're like one yeah, older, yeah. Uh, one year older yeah, than yeah. me. Although you know what, I never, <laughs> I was I was never watching Three's Company. Yeah, so there you go. I guess you got that on me. Um, so I got to read Ready Player Two. God damn it. Um, you do we you had did you have one more Reddit question or or did we want to go on to the next uh, segment? What do you think? I don't know. We're we're an hour and thirty into. Yeah, let's move on. All right. The next segment that Aaron, um, Aaron and I kind of decided we might make for a good um, recurring segment. Maybe we'll see. We'll find out. We'll get feedback from some of you fuckers. We're, we're, we're field yeah, testing. Yeah. We're beta testing. We you guys are beta listeners. Some of you are beta males. What? Don't say that to our listeners. Some what? of them might. No, I know. I was. I sorry. I I got confused. You 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 guys are all alpha, top of the food chain. Like my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? So how do we want to spin this? How do you want to? Int- so 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 what I was saying. I mean, we're, we're still kind of we're still kind of working this out. We're figuring it out. What the general idea was was we were going to do a segment called New on Netflix, and on the top of the segment. Armando was going to give me some fictional Netflix shows and based on the title and perhaps the, you know, he may or may not include the actors. Then I have to come up with a synopsis of what the show is about. <laughs> and then once we had, had get gone through our, you know, our couple fictional shows, we would talk about a real show that we're recommending um, that probably won't be nearly as good or engaging as the fictional shows that I come up with because, um, <laughs> As I, as I may have mentioned, my dad read to me when I was a little kid. I'm a, I'm a literary genius because of that. And, you know, I, I can just spin these incredible tales on the spot, maybe. Um, I didn't have someone reading to me, so I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> I, so so I, I obviously I'm, I'm, I'm kidding Hasht- a little bit. Hashtag uh, things white people do. We got to make. This is something that we're going to. I thought we could give it a try. This may work. This may uh, fail disastrously. My guess is it will be somewhere in the middle of that because this is because this is kind of what I, I told Mondo. He was like, "You think you can do that?" And I was like, "Well, can I come up with something that's funny and engaging pretty pretty quickly based on the title?" I'm like, "Yeah, I bet like sixty or seventy percent of the time I can because." Going back, I not only uh, am, 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 did I have my dad read to me hashtag things white people do, but <laughs> I was also an only child. So I had years and years of coming up with shit in my head to entertain myself. Um, 
you know, I, I was someone who, who got very used to just, just being alone, like, in my own head, kind of doing this did stuff. Did you have an imaginary friend growing up? No, never did. I did, apparently. I remember, too. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't have an imaginary friend. And also, like, really frustratingly, I just never believe. I can't ever remember a time I believed in, like, Santa Claus or the Tooth Fairy or the oh, Easter Bunny. Oh, we did. <laughs> it, 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 it's possible that I believed in Santa Claus when I was so young that I just don't remember. But from my earliest memories, I was like, this is fun. This seems like a great scam. I'm going to play along because I don't want to screw this up. The one that from day one I never believed in was the Tooth Fairy. Because I remember remember them telling me, oh, because like the first time, how old are you when you lose your first tooth? Shit, fuck. Three, two, three, four. I don't remember how old we are. No, it's... When when you start getting the tooth fairy, when you lose your first tooth, you gotta be like four or five, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds right. I I remember. So maybe it wasn't my first tooth. I remember when they did the first time my parents tried to do the the tooth fairy. It was early elementary school, and they they tell me this whole yeah. So you lose your tooth, and then the <laughs> and then the the the, the, the this tooth fairy comes and I'm like what the, the tooth fairy she's yeah it's like a little fairy and it's got wings and it flies into your room and then it goes and it takes the tooth out from under your pillow and and uh and I, and I remember thinking like sure she does <laughs> <laughs> so so they're like you know they tell me like okay so get ready like the tooth fairy is going to come and mind you home alone had not even come out yet home alone was not something that that uh you know, that it even, even grace screens. And I can't remember everything. I remember I, I put, uh, I had like a little bucket for my toys and I, I'd crack my door just slightly. And I put the bucket, like I got oh, on a no. chair and I put the bucket balancing you're, top, of the, up top of the door. And then I, and then I'd made like several like trip wires. Oh shit. <laughs> and, and I did, but I did. And here's the thing. Here's the shout out to my parents for fucking, being absolute troopers, like like Navy SEAL level of commitment. Like, sir, we have a mission to accomplish and we're going to do this hell or high water. Because I, I guess I guess they, they had, whoever it was, I feel like this was my mom, but they had, they had opened the door very, very slowly because they were trying to not wake me up. So they actually didn't tip the, the bucket over. And then once, <laughs> once... Once they realized, wait, did he fucking booby trap his room? This little psycho. Like they realized to, to be looking at because I think the only other thing were these two like like trip wires. So they so they must have seen the bucket and then like looked around the room like, okay, I see these these trip wires. Stepped over the trip wires, took the tooth out, put money in, and then went back out in the room. And the reason the way that I'm like I woke up and I'm like, holy fuck, there's money in here. But the door was wide open because they were too scared uh, to close it. They, I was going to say, because <laughs> if they were real troopers, they would have closed or they would have had the door with the bucket. Like they would have realigned it so that. Yeah. Now they, 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 they chickened out. Can, can I tell you about my, uh, about my Santa? When we were kids, we lived in the second floor of a, like, when I say multi apartment complex, I'm talking about like there was like 40 or 50 apartments in this complex and they it was like horse shaped right it's like a horse shaped complex where like three of the wings are yes um oh was it fenced off on the other end uh, i believe so i'm pretty sure it was yeah sure uh-huh that's i not to cut off your story i, I lived in, an, in a complex like that um 
in Palo Alto, California for a year. And it was awesome because there's these like little tiny townhouses, but every part, part of to, to move into that complex, you had to have uh-huh. a kid. So every townhouse had a kid and it was a big horseshoe. You're like, you were you're talking about it, and it was fenced off. So like, um, you could pretty much turn the kids loose and there wasn't anywhere yeah. you could go. So there's just kids everywhere playing. It was awesome. Sorry. Continue with so, your story. So we lived in the second floor of this, um, this multi-unit townhouse dealio and uh i my brother and i shared a room i think my parents shared the other room and then uh it's one bathroom or whatever our window uh faced when wherever whenever the moon came out at night like our window faced the moon side of whatever the fuck you know logistically how that works <laughs> how that was important was because my parents had woke woken us up like in the middle of the night, like it, a little after midnight, one, two in the morning, I don't fucking know. They woke us up. My brother and I were like all like in our pajamas, like hair fucking tussled and shit. Our parents were like, you guys just missed Santa Claus. He just left. And we're like, I remember being vividly, ve- being very pissed that they didn't wake me up in time to see <laughs> Santa Claus. Apparently, like the story they weave was like, he landed on top of the roof and then the reindeer were making a bunch of noise. And then we don't have a chimney, so they had to come around to the front door. And Santa Claus put the presents underneath the table, and he flew off. And my parents were saying, like, they described, like, like the the visual Santa and his his reindeer, his sleigh of reindeer. Like, you could see it with the moon in the backdrop, and that's what made the whole moon, like, yeah. important to the story. But I remember, like, being, like, vividly very pissed. Like, I was pissed. I was angry at my parents. Like, Fuck you, parents, for not waking me up in time to see Santa Claus. And my brother and I were both annoyed. We were both upset that we didn't see Santa. You know, we did get presents that year and all this cool stuff. And uh, we had an aunt. We had an aunt that was really good at calligraphy. So she would write letters from quote unquote Santa and send them to our house. Like my mom and my aunt, like were when cahoots together, they were like. Can you write this letter to Armando yeah. and say, here, dear Armando, you've been a good boy, blah, 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 blah. They would do one for my brother, too. So we were we were fucking fangs deep into believing in Santa and Tooth Fairy and all that shit when we were kids. Hashtags, things that Mexicans do <laughs> to their kids. They don't read to us, but they make us believe fucking Santa Claus exists. I, well, I, th- I think, I mean, that, that's a definitely a, 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 a white person thing, too. I was just... a, a troublesome little kid who i guess i was a skeptic yeah. from day one apparently uh um so so basically that's new yeah, on yeah. netflix <laughs> so i think we i think we described that yeah. pretty accurately so so Mondo, do you have a a, a fictional netflix yeah, let's show see what for you me? got let's see what you got the real housewives of denver the real housewives of denver interesting so i've never watched any of the actual real housewives shows so i'm gonna have to spitball a little bit um, is is that reality television? It's reality t- TV where the quote unquote has- housewives are just fucking drama queens. They're just fucking complaining about bullshit left, right, and center. Oh, my husband's too rich. Blah blah blah. And it's just stupid. And people are people are like they get hooked on these Real Housewives shows. And the reason I made Real Housewives of Denver is I'd figure you'd have an insight as to what a typical Got Denver it. housewife would or would not like. What are some Denver housewife type things that they do there? I'm going to change this to the real house housewives of Boulder. Okay, sure. Be- because that that's a fun angle, but Boulder is even more uh, like this than than um, than Denver is. Okay, 
new on Netflix, The Real Housewives of Boulder. Come join these four uh, self-important ladies as they try to one-up each other, proving who has the better vegan lifestyle, who can go on longer hikes, and who is more naturally aware. In episode one, Millie, because that's a fucking white girl boulder name, (laughs) tries to save the planet by doing a, a plastic collection and accidentally spreads it all through the foothills of Denver. The real housewife, or sorry, all through the foothills of Boulder. I guess those would be the Flatirons. The real housewives of Boulder. You might be uh, ecologically conscious, but not as ecologically conscious as them, and they'll tell you about it. That makes sense. That makes sense. I someone told me that I think it was I think it was Balker told me that. Uh, he first had Chipotle there, and then there was like a different place that you can get like a burrito made of crickets. Yeah, is that is that so, true? That sounds that sounds. I'm sure. I mean, cricket protein yeah. is a real thing. I mean, actually, to the point where I think we should just start adopting that as a culture. There's a lot of places that that um you know like in, I think India maybe, but like in Asia that will will eat insect protein because it, it. I've had cricket protein. It, it's not. I've eaten really, crickets. They're good. Yeah. And they're just really easy to reproduce, and there's a lot less um, uh, like like impact on the environment and stuff like that. Bo- Boulder is kind of a funny place because it used to be like very like hippie, and you know it, it was like if you, you know you you played in a band and you lived out of the back of your van, like you'd like go hang out in Boulder, like in your friend's apartment, and then it got super 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 gentrified. Mm-hmm. So like. I mean, there's incredibly rich people that live in Boulder, but it's still kind of like kept yeah. that like, oh, like vegan yeah. meat's bad for the – well, meat is bad for the environment. That's why we're talking about crickets. But um, – so it's just kind of like a weird dynamic. So that's I, – I imagine the Real Housewives of Boulder would be similar to the other Real Housewives, but instead of trying to one-up each other with like fancy cars or whatever, it's like, oh, I got the latest solar technology. Yeah. Like – you're, you're, my, my environmental footprint is smaller than yours, bitch. <laughs> fuck it, fuck you. Yeah, my, my husband donated to PETA a million dollars, like, smack. Meanwhile, do these bitches also have, like, like, fur coats and shit like that? Like, you know, like, where they're completely oblivious. They, they st- no, they have faux fur coats. Oh, okay. So they, they, they go with the flow. They go with, they go with the faux. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that was, was a good one. I should have, you know what? I should have play acted that. I I was forming it. That would actually have been good if I did a scene. I kind of did a scene. I'm gonna again. We're we're working this out. We're figuring out the format. Give me give me one more. Let's see All if right. I can do better. The Fresh Prince of Las Vegas. <laughs> the Fresh Prince of Las Vegas. In West Phil- Okay, so so I'm gonna I'm just gonna. To, to to remind myself of something, I remember um, I was this was on a flight back from from uh, Whittier to Philadelphia, uh, which I, you know I took a lot. Uh, I was getting on the plane. And I'm walking by first class. I'm like, "Yo, is that motherfucking Uncle Phil? <laughs> is that Uncle Phil?" I'm like, "Oh my god, that's Uncle. I don't know what his name is. His name his name was he's, he's since died. His name was James Avery, and." Uh, like fuck, that's him. Do I have to talk to him? Like, no, I'm just gonna reflect and always remember this moment where I was on the same flight as Uncle Phil, and I did. And now I told you about it. Uh, if you guys are not 
familiar with the, the, the premise of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So what happened was in West Philadelphia... He was born and raised. Uh, the, yeah, exactly. And... <laughs> on the on the, on the, on the, 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 the playground is where the, he spent the, the most play, of his days. He spent most of his days chilling out, maxing, relaxing all cool, shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys who were not up to no started good making started making trouble. In his neighborhood. Where, 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 oh, in his neighborhood. And he got in one little fight and his mom got scared and she said, you're moving with your aunt and uncle. Go home to Bel Air, which which is weird because, um, for for West Philadelphia, Bel Air, it's fancy, it's upscale. It's like you're gonna go live in this nicer neighborhood. I'm trying to envision a scenario where Las Vegas is the alternative. See, that's, that's that's what makes the, um, the fictitious Netflix show funny. Is that you go from? Oh, I I've, I I've got it. I know exactly the the. I, I'm not going to try to read it sure. like a synopsis. I'm going to I'm going to pi- I'm going to pitch sure. this show to you. You're 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 producer Armando, the Fresh Prince of Las Vegas. So Nikki, this guy has to be Nikki, is 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 a uh, is a Long Long Island Long Island bred and, and raised boy, and when when a couple of guys in his neighborhood who are part of the local mafia start making <laughs> trouble, and they're going to off him and his family, so they send him. To live with his 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 uh, uncle Victor, uncle Vic, uncle fucking Vic. I'm Uncle Vic, you motherfuckers. You mess with my nephew, I will kneecap you, sons of bitches. They send him to live with Uncle Vic in Las Vegas, and uh, Uncle Vic run, runs the Las Vegas branch of their mafia crime family, mm-hmm. and it's and it's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> It's still a comedy. the f- the first The first episode um, is when U- Uncle Vic asks, asks our, our protagonist Nikki to perform a, a, a hit to test his loyalty. Holy shit! And and this is the comedy part. He goes to do the hit on who who he thinks is a, uh, a like a n- notorious rival mobster, and the, the fucking gun has blanks on it, and it's actually. It's actually his cousin. It was Carlton and the Fresh Prince. So we need we need an Italian. What's the Italian equivalent of Carlton? Mm-hmm. I guess just Carl. Carlino, his cousin Carlino. Carlito. Do do the, the Carlino dance. Car, Carlito would be. Would that be a guy or a Carlito girl? Carlito is a guy. Like Carlito's way. Car, yeah. It's Carlito, cousin, and it's his cousin Carlito, and he goes to shoot him, and and then he just does the Carlito dance right in front Damn. of him. Now we got to come up with a Carlito dance. And it's like, what would that look like? It wouldn't, because Carl had a Carl had his Car- like Carlton. Yeah, when he he would do it to to it's it's like the, I always I the one the one I remember him doing it to was the um, Tom Jones song. It's not unusual to yeah, love yeah. like anyone. So the so a hundred percent since this is Italian and it's mob themed, it would have to be to a Frank Sinatra okay. song, and it's not going to be like it's not going to be is like over the top silly because it because it's Italian. It's very it's very macho. Uh, macho culture, um, so it's so it's not it's not as much with the the arm swinging. It's like I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think. It's it's like it's like one one part being like a little bit drunk, one part you, you you're uh, wearing a gun like in in a side holster. So you so you're like kind of keeping your 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 right arm a little bit, or I guess it would be your left arm a little bit close to you because you don't want the people to see your gun. Um, and then there's a lot of pelvic thrusting going on. It's very it's very <laughs> vulgar. 
is what I'm saying. Like the, the Carlito, not quite as fun or family friendly as the Carlton. I want to see this show now. Next on the Fresh Prince of Las Vegas. There's got to be like hookers involved and stuff too. That'd be cool because there is hookers there. And Vegas does kind of have a, a shitty, shitty, grimy part to it too. Wait, now I'm trying to come up with a fucking song. Wait, hold on. What? What? Well, you just said it's got to be a Frank Sinatra song. So you got to look up Sinatra songs. No, no, I'm not trying to come up with the dance. I'm oh. trying to come up with, hold on. Let's see. Neighborhoods. I'm sorry, I'm typing. You, you know what? Fuck it. It doesn't matter. In, in East Long Island, born and raised, in front of the bodega is where he spent most of his days chilling out, playing dice, and running crummy scams <laughs> until until a, stu- until a couple street thugs showed them the back of her, their hand. That's an Italian thing. Hey, hey. hey. You getting tough with me? I'm going to show you the back of my hand as it smacks your face, son. Showed him the back of his hand. He got in one little gunfight and his mom got scared. <laughs> oh, wait, no, wait. No, it can't be because it's Vegas. He got in one little gunfight and his mom got panicked. No, panicked Vegas. That doesn't really rhyme. What, what, Vegas is actually kind of a hard rhyme. It's going to have to be an approximate rhyme. Uh... Pan, uh, fuck, I, I, I want to bring up a rhyming dictionary. We're, we're, I'll have to move on from this just for, for listenability. He got in one little fight and his mom got panicked. She said, you're moving with your uncle uh, Vic to Las Vegas. That's, that's pretty close. Yeah, I, I got to work it out. Come on, on the spot. Um, oh, wait, how's the rest How of the song? How about this? You, How about I got with- one little fight. And his mom felt real shitty. Gunfight. Got one little gunfight. His mom felt he was real shitty. Said, you're moving with your aunt and uncle to Sin City. Booyah! Oh, that's pretty good. I like that. Good job, Armando. Takes a little bit longer. I'm slower in the brain. It's co- collaboration. Again, again, hashtag white people do. My parents didn't read to me. Sorry. You're, you're, you're moving with your aunt and uncle to Sin City. How, wait, how's the rest of the song go? Hold on. I, I need to see the lyrics. Fresh Prince song We'll have to lyrics. table it. No, 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 because no, now I'm into this. <laughs> I'm deep into this. Oh, wow. This goes way longer than I remember. Yeah, it's a long fucking song. I think I think we end on that. That was that was an excellent line, Armando. Well done to you. Yay. You have contributed to the creative process. And you know what? I think I think we should fucking pitch we should, this show. We should, we should hash out the details and then uh, and then reprise Fresh Prince of Bel Air to Fresh Prince of Cincinnati. I'm gonna I'm gonna call my agent and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna tell him that we we've, we've got a script coming nice. his way. We're working on it. Working my, my, my agent, Uncle Vic, he's gonna fucking go crazy for this shit. I wish I could do accents, but I can't. I'm horrible at it. I, I can't either, really. Like, my my accents, I can do accents, but they usually don't correspond to like actual mm-hmm. accents. Yeah. If that makes sense. That one, I could, I, I guess I've been, I mean, that's like, that was sort of Italian. I don't really in know what head, it was. In my head, I probably was more practiced and better at it when I was younger. I mean, you can do a Spanish accent, though. That's uh, good. Sure. Probably. Better than I can. Oh, My yeah. Spanish accent, like, I don't even know what yeah, the fuck it yeah. is. Sure. It goes without saying. I can't even do a Philadelphia accent. Philadelphia? Have you ever heard, like, a real Philly accent? No. I Wooder. I've heard you say Wooder, wooder a millions of times wooder. when we were... I, yeah, I don't... And I think that, that, that sort of left, but it was, it was like... It was, it, 
So it's different. A lot of people, when they think about Philadelphia, they think more of like the so the, the Boston and the New uh-huh. York accent are, 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 are very similar. There's a lot of like uh, dropping of, of consonants. So like if it, it's like there's like a lot of like dropping of like R's. So it's like I'm going to go get some water. Wada. That would be New York. Wada. And and Boston would be like Wada. Ah, wada. It's very ah, wada. ah. Wada. Wada. You, give me some fucking wada, you pizza. Oh, I can't do the rest of it, but it's like, it's, this is it's the old I parked my car in Harvard Yard thing. I parked my car in Harvard Yard. And, it, and instead of wada, it's wada, wada in New York. In, in, or in the Philadelphia accent, it's just a lot of like weird vowel replacements. Where like it should be an e sound, but it's actually an i sound, or it should oh, gotcha. be a. So like so 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 real filled. Instead of saying eagles, they'd say eagles. The eagles, really? the eagles. Yeah, the the eagles got a bad attitude. I'm going home. I'm going home to watch the eagles. And I'm gonna get some some uh, some water. We didn't hang because they still say they are. I'm gonna get some water when, and watch the we, eagles. When you and I drove to through Philadelphia, we didn't actually stop and get out and do anything really in Philly for me to like. Let Philadelphia sink in. You know what I mean? Like where I could ab- absorb. You don't trust me. You don't. You don't <laughs> want to let it sink in. <laughs> like you're gonna. You're gonna be scrubbing for a long, long time to get the Philadelphia yeah, off of you. Maybe. I don't know. That's that's what the 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 one. Not to what's we're gonna circle back to the actual show on Netflix, but uh, the <laughs> the one thing that just absolutely cracked me up was during the whole like uh, Trump trying to say that all the 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 election results are illegal and ever he was just shitting all over yeah. Philadelphia because you know Philadelphia just went uh, resoundingly uh, towards Biden and he was saying oh you can't trust you can't trust those Philadelphia votes bad things happen in Philadelphia and I swear to God it was like an hour later fucking savages in Philadelphia had already printed up bad things that happen in Philadelphia yeah, t-shirts. Yeah. They were like proud of it. They're like, "Yeah, bad things happen in Philadelphia, you fucks." Um, and and this is no exaggeration. Like, I remember when people were <laughs> when people were like sharing, um, you know, like like the 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 videos of uh, Black Lives Matter protests that had gone uh, like a little bit more violent and destructive. I remember someone sent me one from Philadelphia, and I'm like. Okay, that's fine, but this isn't nearly as crazy or, and also not nearly as destructive as the riot that happened after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, they were, like, turning cars over and lighting shit on fire. They were – this is a real yeah. thing that happened. The, the Philadelphia police were greasing up telephone poles because they did not want people climbing on them and yeah. hanging things. Yeah. They, like – like, they had – as as the game was going on, there were fucking Philadelphia police officers out on the streets greasing telephone poles in anticipation of the carnage that would ensue. And, and that's I don't even know. I think if the Eagles had lost, it, it would have been way less violent than <laughs> what happened when they won. Because Philly was like, well, we're used to the Eagles fucking up and losing things. We don't know how to process this. Like, we're all going to go nuts and tear the yeah. city apart, which is what happened. So that brings us to our, our real actual show on Netflix that our Armando recommends. Our actual Netflix show was actually recommended to me by one of our loyal listeners, Greg Davison. He, uh, he and I texted about a week ago. I, I was checking on his progress because he thinks he's got COVID. Right? He may actually have covid positive whatever and i was checking on him making sure he was okay 
and um, somewhere in the course of the brief conversation, he said, uh, he's like, oh, dude, by the way, you got to check out this show. It just dropped like less than a month ago on Netflix. Okay. It's called Sweet Home. And why you will like it, it's uh-huh. similar to, um, it's it's Korean horror, oh, kind cool. of zombie, but not quite ish like the other show we were watching. Um, in this one, they they replace zombies with uh, there is still some kind of viral infection. For for anyone listening, uh, Armando just did air quotes yeah. around zombies. Yeah, air quotes zombies. They replace zombies with uh, there's still a, a an infection or a virus of some sort, but rather than being zombies, it like turns you into some weird fucking deformed monster. And and there's different iterations of the monster. In other words, there isn't just like one type of monster you could turn into. There's like all kinds of really weird, bizarre, whatever. But it's a it's it's a it's a Korean horror sort of genre drama. Um, I've, I'm only like three episodes into it. Uh, of course, it's subtitled, so you gotta like uh, read the shit. You can't like actually pay attention to it. So, um, but it is a good show. I like it. The visuals are pretty cool. They do some really cool visuals with like the nosebleeds. Like, there's like a thing where you get like one of the one of the ways they can tell you're infected is you get nosebleeds, and and okay. they do really good CGI. Like, I don't know how the, it looks really really real. That like continuous. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get a nosebleed, you get like one drop of blood. Like, these motherfuckers gush fountains of blood out of their nostrils, and I don't know how the fuck they make it look real. Like, it doesn't look it doesn't look hokey or fake or at all. It looks... Well, no, that's only... It, it depends how big the, the blood vessels uh, are that uh-huh. you break in your nose. So, I mean, if you really fuck your nose up, you, you will be gushing blood. So, I think, you know, Korean, like, like uh, actors are, are way cheaper, so I think they're probably actually yeah, just breaking probably. their noses. They're like... This is Korea, motherfucker. Commit yeah, to yeah. the bit. <laughs> but 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 it's a good show. We 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 are very good with with facial reconstruction and surgeries. You will, your nose will be fixed. Endure this pain for our yeah, entertainment. I, I'm only that that would be North Korea, not South. I'm only Korea, three sorry. episodes in, so there is a little bit of that kind of early episode character development stuff going on right now. Um, but we'll see. So far, so good. I I enjoy it. Thanks, Greg, for the uh, recommendation. Call Sweet Home. Sweet Home, and then let me give a quick recommendation sure. too. And this, I think this, this show got uh, really good reviews, and I think most people have heard of it, but they may not have actually watched it because it, it's not on Netflix. It was on the Showtime streaming or whatever. But for you, I think you probably could get access to it. It was a show called Flight Attendant. Did you hear about that? No, not have, have not. What's it about? Um, so uh, it stars Kaylee Kowoko. Uh, I think that's I who you're saying. I don't you, like you that. Your name? From the big. Go ahead. Yeah, well, probably because you know her from the Big Bang. I, I, didn't, theory. I didn't really watch that show either, but she annoyed me in that show. But yeah, well, and that's the thing. They they sort of captured uh, a a character that I thought was kind of perfect. Like it was a really good role for her. Basically, what it is, is she she's a flight attendant. Um, she's on an you know international flight to to, to Bangkok, <laughs> um, and one of the passengers. Uh, you know, kind of like like flirts with her uh, on, the, on the plane and convinces her to go out to uh, to dinner with him, and she does that, gets like hammered black up uh, blackout drunk, and she wakes up the next morning and she's in bed with him and he's dead and his throat has been slit. Oh, nice! 
And it's like it's kind of like a like a psychological thriller. And like the whole time she's having these these she's like also having like a mental breakdown during the whole thing. So like there there there's some sections of it where she she like in her mind she's like talking to him, but he's dead. It's it's a weird dynamic. It's kind of dark and fucked up, but on the same token, it's like Kaylee Kowoko being kind of like a ditzy, like hard partying blonde who's in the middle of all of it. And I just I like the tone that it set. I I was um, thoroughly entertained watching it. And uh, yeah, I also didn't, I, I didn't watch a lot of the Big Bang Theory. One, because her character didn't annoy me, did annoy me. Two, because the Big Bang Theory as a show as a whole annoyed me because people think it's a very, it's a smart show. And I'm like, no, it's actually an incredibly stupid yeah. show just about smart exactly. characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the jokes are like painfully yeah. dumb. It's just like, and half of the jokes aren't even jokes. It's like, oh, we just threw in a, a reference to something in nerd culture. Like, there's no setup. There's no writing. It's like, oh, like, look, Sheldon doesn't understand, like, uh, uh, human interaction because he's fucking autistic. Ha! Like, yeah. but people thought it was a smart show because it's supposed to be about smart characters. And the third reason that I really don't like the Big Bang Theory was because I got asked to audition for it and I did not know what the Big Bang Theory was and thought it was a porno. And <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Idiot. So I, I know I'm, 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 this is real. This is real. So this is like early days of YouTube. Like I'm just fucking around on YouTube uh -huh. and there used to, I don't know if you remember, there used to be like a built-in messaging system uh, on I, YouTube. Yeah. So like it had its own little, and so I get, I get an email from this guy saying like, Hey, like I, I really like your channel. I think you're one of the funniest guys on YouTube. Um, I, I want you to send a reel to me and then like come audition for the show I'm working on. It's called The Big Bang Theory. And that's all I get. And like one, I didn't even know what a reel is. I had to look up like reel and I'm like, what? it was all like fishing stuff. And I'm like, okay, like real actors, actresses. I'm like, oh, it's like clips of my acting. Like, dude, I'm not an yeah, actor. Yeah. Like, I'm just fucking... What you see on YouTube is the extent of my reel. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, this obviously isn't for me. I'm not a real actor. And then two, dude, if you just got a random, like, inbox message on YouTube and they're like, yeah, we want you to come audition for the Big Bang Theory, what would you think? Because he gave me no other context. He didn't say it was a comedy or anything. He just gave me the name. I... I I, well, yeah, I, it's hard to say. It's hard to say, but you know, I, I would think I would I would think that I would think the Big Bang Theory, as in the 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 way that the uh, universe was created, like the Big Bang Theory. But I don't know. Obviously, I know the reference of the show, so it's it, kind of. It, it seemed. I just thought it sounded super uh -huh. sketchy, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not. Whatever. I'm not an actor, so I didn't pursue it." And then it was like a year and a half later. Uh, the show comes out and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? That was real? <laughs> like, no way. I mean, and the only reason I remembered it was because that that name, it was it is a really good name. Like it sticks out. And I had that whole thing is like, is this a porno? I don't know. You know, and then when it came out, I'm like, oh, it wasn't a porno. <laughs> huh. Just think you um, could have been I wouldn't have I wouldn't have gotten cast in that show just, anyway. I'm not a, a I'm not an actor and B, just like physically it would have looked really weird. Because they're all little. They're tiny people. Yeah, but you could have been the the character that supposedly fictitiously banged Kaylee Kuoko. Or I could have been a really like minorly reoccurring character on the show, but then actually banged Kaylee Kuoko. That could have been, yeah, that might have been. Oh, that's a possibility. There you go. Mm, probably not. Not at that part of my life. I still hadn't. I hadn't really hit my. 
Yeah, but she didn't yet. either. Look, all these characters, for, for the most part, all those actors were nobodies before that show. Like, now they're successful. Yeah, but she was still, like, an attractive human eh. woman. So I, I don't mean, like, professionally in terms of success. I mean, like, talking to other people and being like, hey, like, you want to go out? Like, it'll you be fun. have done it. I could have We could have done it. They, when they were nobodies and, you know. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. In, you insert yourself in my oh ooh, insert was probably a bad choice of words <laughs> insert yourself in my my fantasy with kelly I, I was saying, i'm saying either of us could have when she was still an up-and-comer uh probably insecure about herself you know hey hey i'm gonna be the only up-and-comer in this fantasy yeah, gross in, in my in my big bang kelly coco porn fantasy okay but but all that being said i thought um Flight Attendant, way better, way more engaging show. And I also like the fact that it's a miniseries. I think it was only eight episodes. So that was it, like start to finish. There's no like, oh, we're going to do more seasons. We're going it, to – it's it's its own complete little thing, and I, I recommend I'm gonna it. I'm going to save another – I have another show that I watched, but it's also another miniseries. But I'll save that for next episode. Yeah, we're, we're right at two hours. It's crazy. I mean, this, this episode was basically just a couple – Three, but one was very short. Three uh, short, you know, bits, sort of segments that we were testing out that we expanded upon a lot and then some uh, random tangents in the middle to sort of flesh it out. <laughs> I like how there's been a lot of like, there's, there's a lot of unintentional sexual innuendo in things that you and I say that were like, oh shit, pun here, pun there, ha ha ha. And then it's like, it's all what? accidental. Flesh yeah, it yeah. out. You think flesh <laughs> it out sounds sexual? Oh Jesus! I don't know what you're Would you saying. say like? Oh, it's like you I, you lube up your intestines or something. <laughs> oh no! I was oh my god! I was gonna whisper. I was gonna try to ASMR that into the microphone again. I'm like, nope, nope. no, no, no. Learn that a lot. Oh Dear Jesus! Listeners, I promise I will never do that to you again. I'm so so no. sorry. Um. But I, I think I think that worked out. I thought Ask Reddit worked really uh-huh. well. Like I feel like anytime um anytime we don't have like a real good outline, we can we can just insert Ask Reddit right in there. We can just thrust it right into the middle of our content. Would you, and the would great you part lube it up the great no this, this is a whole no, I, I I wouldn't I would not lube it up. That's weird. That that doesn't really work in context. But what I was trying to say is that's also a well that's going to keep on giving. It's not like we can just stick it in there once and then we're done. We can just keep we can just keep sticking in there again and again and again. Um, See what I as much what as I was going to say is you can lube it up with coconut oil, double callback, badow. Did I just blow your mind? No. <laughs> <laughs> we we talked about lubing tele- telephone poles in Philadelphia when they won the. Oh, that that would have been actually that would have been a great. That, okay, okay, let me help you. The, the time to do the callback call would have been when I was talking about lubricating telephone poles. And then if you wanted to make a callback and also have it be sexually innuendo and have it make all sense, you could have been like, um, okay. you could have been like, yeah, they should have lubed up the telephone poles with coconut oil because then you could lick that long pole and it would taste great. Whoa, no, but then the, see, but <laughs> I saved it to make it a double callback. I saved it. But it didn't it didn't I make know. sense. That it's was okay. I try. You swing and a miss. It was good. You were as I'm saying, you were there. That was a good callback. You just were like 20 minutes too late with the callback. That's, That's all right. All. It's okay. 
You're getting there. We're 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 working. This this episode's workshopping. We're working stuff I, out. We're trying I, things. That was I. I'm I'm Armando. I'm encouraging you to make jokes like that. I think you did a real good job. You were just a little bit I, late on that one. Uh, I do do not claim to be working on a stand-up bit slash uh, 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 one one-man show. So I, I'm just I don't comedy is not uh, something I aspire to do. I'm a student of it, but from a distance. I enjoy it. I like it. It makes me laugh. You're, you're you're like like you know like art history majors. They don't actually make yeah. art or anything that people. They just they just appreciate it from afar. You're like the art uh-huh. history major of comedy. I'm like the college professor. I'm like you know they say they those that can do and those that can't teach. I'm a college professor. Booyakasha. Those that can do and those that can't do teach. That's something like that, right? Isn't that how it goes? All right. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You got it. I was I was just repeating right. it. I think I think you got it. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say this episode was a success, uh, and we just have to close it out by um, giving our nod to our second sponsor, our our, our second sponsor, coconut oil. <laughs> Do you have digestive problems? Do you need to lube up your food so it slides through your intestines nice and slimy like, or do you need to stop a riot because the Eagles have won the Super Bowl? <laughs> In either case, coconut oil. It's delicious and makes it so you can't climb a telephone pole. This episode has been brought to you by Coconut Oil. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you guys. And we'll uh, send, we'll, we'll let, hug. Oh, uh, Merry Christmas for those of you guys that are that celebrate Christmas and stuff like that. Um, tomorrow's Christmas Eve. Hope you guys enjoy the holidays. Hope you're all healthy and safe and your family and friends as well. And don't party too much in large groups. COVID's a real bitch. Until next week. I'm Armando. Peace. And he's Aaron. And we are the Degenerates Clubhouse. House. 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 Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.